Hello, welcome to episode 18 of Where's My Hat podcast. We've got our guest today, Clint Spar. I think I'm saying that right. World's greatest karate exorcist, author, conjurer, scoundrel, old school mall ninja. This guy does it all. You can catch him on Instagram at RekkaWizard. That's R-E-K-A-W-I-Z-A-R-D. So here we go. bugging about this for like two months that's crazy because i just heard about it like a week ago like how badly you want it on i that might be the first time i've threatened to burn your house down but i've definitely been bitching about not being on it for a while have i just not been paying attention (laughs) to us or to other people i mean just in general i have i mean i have a facebook you can get a hold of me i have a phone number too i think i've just been doing it in the comedy group chat mostly oh i don't pay attention that's fair it's, it's not that I don't want to. It's just a lot of things get it's, lost. It's a there. lot of draws. Yeah. 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 So anyway, who are you? I am Clint Spar, author, conjurer, scoundrel, world's greatest karate exorcist, uh, published, self-published author. Got to throw that in there because people don't need to think I got like real money. Uh, yeah. Been a magician in the greater Fort Wayne area for about 10 years. So you don't have real money. What kind of money do you have? Mostly Monopoly. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound like it would uh, get you much. I'm going to interrupt really quick because I, I keep it. seeing you on Instagram, like your logo. Mm-hmm. And I read it today. I was like, cause it kept popping up in my like recommended. And I was like, who is Clint Spar? I was like, who is Clint Spar? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, question. the real question. And I was like, man, maybe I should just follow this guy. And then it says conjurer. I'm like, that's kind of awesome. I have no idea what that means. It's a very like old school word for just magician. Like... In, like, the 1800s, if you were trying to put on, like, a magic show, like, that'd be the word that you would use back when people weren't totally wise to it. People hadn't quite admitted that, like, it's all a bunch of bullshit. And then you said karate what? World's greatest karate exorcist. Can you expand on that a little bit? Not really. It's, uh, uh, probably about... High school, about 07, 08, I was watching Penn and Teller bullshit, and there's an episode about exorcisms and possessions, and they show, like, a real-life possession, and the guy, like, mostly just acting like an asshole, so I'm like, that guy doesn't need an exorcism, that guy just needs to smack in the mouth until he starts to act right, and I was like, that could be a funny little bit, and so I've been saying that ever since, and it's astonishing the number of people who believe that uh, hearing something as ridiculous as karate exorcists they don't go, oh, it's a gag. They go, well, how does that work? Can you like actually de-haunt my house? Like, I don't believe in ghosts, man, so probably not. That'd be a funny little sketch. Be like, yeah, I'm going to anti-possess your house, and you're just like kicking the doors and shit, <laughs> just scaring the ghosts. Just slam the cabinets. How do you like it? Right, right. Next thing, they're like, oh, shit, he's a black belt. I didn't know. That'd yeah, be good. That's uh I've talked about that with a couple of people. That's something we might actually do now that we're doing the cryptic initials thing. Uh, me, I, friend of the show, Isaiah Gray, and friend of the show, Lynette Thomas, uh, and Prince, 
Uh, that might be one worth doing for like the TikTok or something. Yeah. Cryptic initials. Can you expand on that? Because uh, you're a producer of that also, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Me and Isaiah have been talking about like starting to do shows and like do podcasts and shit like YouTube content. And we were trying to think of like a mysterious thing to be like the name of it because I used to be part of a group. We called ourselves TSLC, which meant uh, Team Slaving Like Crazy. But if you just put the initials, like my friends did for games and stuff, people will inherently guess what it could mean. And, you know, it's funnier to be like, oh, yeah, I've got it right the first time. Oh, man. And then I was explaining that we were trying to figure out a cool acronym to Stacy one night, actually. And Stacy was like, well, why don't you just call it Cryptic Initials? And me and Lenore were like, Oh, well, we've been struggling with this for like three weeks and Stacy got it in one, so. <laughs> you know what uh, Joey said about cryptic initials that I thought was very interesting? What? Cryptic initials are a C-I? We, yeah. we also realized that because uh, Isaiah was telling his friend Olivia about it and, he, and she was like, oh, yeah, it seems like you did that intentionally. He's like, we sure didn't. Uh, <laughs> nothing about this has worked out. <laughs> Anything that we've intentionally done has not worked out that well. Things that have been accidental have gone pretty well, though. It's more fun that way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the other fun bit of serendipity is when I made the what's supposed to just be a temporary logo in like uh, Paint 3D, which is the new MS Paint on like modern Windows. Uh, I, as I was writing initial or cryptic, I left uh, the P capitalized, and I was like. I'll just capitalize some random letters. And then I got about halfway through the initials and I was like, oh, well, all four of our first names have a letter in there. So I guess we'll just do that then. Uh, Yeah, that was supposed to be a week long logo and Prince still hasn't finished the actual one yet. So who knows when that'll get updated. Cool. (laughs) Hey, Stacy, you know what I've realized? No. Okay. You want to tell me? I do. Okay. You always ask people who they are, but I don't think anybody's asked you who you are. Who are you? I'm um, I'm just a guy. I don't know. <coughs> cool. I really I really have no idea. This is the part where we just start singing the Who until Stacy kind of figures it out. I thought about that's, it. That's just funny. keep going with that, it. That song from that that show. Well, it's from an album before it was on a show. But right, but yeah. they used it as the theme song. Yeah. What show was that? CSI. CSI. That's what I thought. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> it would have been so embarrassing. <laughs> 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 Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. I'm multiple different people. Ugh. I know. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, She's Jackie Chan, actually. Okay. Jackie Chan has a movie called Who Am I? Oh, does he? He does. When did it come out? A long fucking time ago. Before we were born? It would have probably been a right, right around when we were born. When, what year did you graduate? Oh, eight. Okay. So you're like a year older than I, or two. You gotta rub it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the oldest person in this room right now. Good. Well, I mean, the cat might be old in spirit. I don't know. The cat is old in spirit. Yeah, I mean, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she seems like she's got it figured out, you know. She's actually ten, so she's pretty lively for her age. Well, yeah, I think that's about the same age my cat is. Oh yeah, they could have been sisters. Mm, I doubt it. <clears throat> Why? Well, they don't look anything alike. I mean, that. And you don't gotta profile your cat like that. 
You don't look like any of your sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. I I don't look like anyone in my family. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe you're like a plant. Maybe. Like, you just got put in there. Maybe you really are an alien. I mean. What kind of bird is that? That, uh, they, they put the fake egg in there, and so it just kicks the actual mama bird's babies out? I want to say it's a capybara, but I don't think it is. No, I, God, this is going to block me. I know what you're talking about, though. Because yeah. it's, no like it's like a, a wielder or something. What's it called? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh man, this is what it's like to be on the other end of this. Oh God. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> this is why I just make up shit and be confident about it. Yeah. A, th like, oh. a, a, cause a weevil? No. Let's get to the bottom of this. Weevler? Right I think it's a weevler. So anyways, while Clinton is looking this up. Okay. How was your day today? Oh, you know, I woke up. And uh, I sat on my couch and played games on my phone. And then I uh, did some laundry and ate some pizza that was in the fridge that I found. That was not mine. Um, and then uh, I watched some more TV and played some more games on my phone. And then I came here. What kind of pizza was it? Pepperoni from Pizza Hut. The brown-headed cowbird. Oh. Which is for sure not the bird I was thinking of, but it's maybe it's... Maybe there's multiple birds that do that. What's the host bird? Uh, I think it's just any bird that it can just lay the eggs in. I thought it was a specific dumb bird. I mean, that could be. I th because it gets like triple the size of the regular bird. Yeah. And, and it, they don't even pay attention. It just knocks the actual babies out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know offhand. Because I know the egg looks the same, and that's how they trick them. And then once the bird's like triple its size, they're like, okay, I'm done. And then by that time... Okay, I, I gotta stop you guys. I don't have the slightest clue what you're talking about. But, okay, so, like, is there a bird that uses, like, another bird's nest, kicks out their eggs, puts their own eggs in there, and then leaves them for that bird to then take care of those eggs? Yeah. Essentially. Or, like, it'll... It won't kick the other bird's eggs out. It'll just lay its eggs in there, and it'll fly away, and then all the eggs will hatch, and its baby will eventually kick the other birds out. Like, as it gets bigger, it'll just be like, oh, it's my nest now. Wow. That's really crazy. I mean, nature is horrifying. That oh. sounds like a lot of humans. I don't... I don't know where you've been laying your eggs, Stacy. but... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Would you ever uh, freeze your eggs? <clears throat> for what? Money. Like, would you ever give your eggs away for, like, some sort of donation monetarily? Sure. Yeah. yeah for, they, like, science. You pay a good amount of money for that. Do they really? Like, it's not enough to retire on, but you can get, I think it's a couple grand a pop. I didn't know that. Maybe I should. Because I'm you, not going to use this. I don't think you're supposed to smoke. Oh. And then you have to have good family history. Yeah, you might oh. not be eligible. Yeah. Damn it, you guys. <laughs> thought I had an opportunity. Raise up your hopes and then smash them down. <laughs> I'm so poor. Did you say her hopes or her obes? Yeah. Okay. Like, even if I had kids, they're not going to come out of here. So, you know. Yeah, you got to 
cat and a dog is basically the same thing. Yeah, they already take up way too much time and energy. People with actually kids don't like it when you say that. Why are you guys looking at me? You're in here with kids. I, no, I get it. My cat is so needy. <laughs> so Thank you. It's a lot. Yeah. And then my son, he's actually great. I don't... So the cat is actually worse is what you're saying. The cat is the bit. one that, that'll guilt trip you. Um, my son will too. Um, he's actually just a little bit more convincing about it. Because mm. he does that little lip thing and then he'll tilt his head. It's really cute. Because the cat's just like, why Why do I need to convince you? You should just be doing this. You should just come correct. Right. That's really funny. <laughs> I relate to cats a lot. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. But you, okay, so. So you understand. Yeah. Um, based on our conversation before we were recording, I under, my understanding is that you don't like dogs particularly. I'm fine with dogs as long as they don't try and fuck me up. Like eat you or? Or whatever. Like some, if a dog's got to get put back in line, then I don't really want to deal with it. Right. What about my dog? I feel like I can handle your dog. Yeah, she's she's pretty harmless. She's really annoying. Yeah, and then um, I just I'm just like get out of here, Poppy, but... and then she doesn't get out of here at all. <laughs> she eventually just gets bored of me and goes and hangs out with Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, th- those two really have a lot in common. In what way? They're both a lot. Oh. So if they can occupy each other, that's great. Isaiah is like if you take Shaggy and Scooby and you just make them one. So you you pretty much get Isaiah. Mm-hmm. We also, uh, me and Isaiah discovered that of our little troop, Isaiah is definitely goofy, and I am Donald. Uh, just in general, I relate to a lot of cartoon ducks. I found out. What other cartoon ducks do you relate? Is it to? because you don't wear pants? It's because I'm, I'm very irritable and I don't wear pants. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, there's Daffy, who also doesn't wear pants. Well, there cartoon ducks are there. I mean, those are the important Scrooge ones. McDuck. Because I like money. Okay. So. Yeah. Do you like Christmas? Not really. You really are Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Would you ever swim in a pool full of coins? <laughs> if you could do that without breaking all of your bone bits, then sure. What about chocolate coins? I. Yeah, because I would. I would have to do it quickly though, because so my body heat didn't make a melt. But oh man, wouldn't that be cool? Just have an encasement of yourself embodied in chocolate. That'd be one of those ironic ways to die. It's like how you die in a Tales of the Crypt thing or something. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> I mean, there's worse ways to go. Yeah, there's a thousand ways to die on Spike TV. Uh, <laughs> fun fact about the thousand ways to die on Spike TV. Me and Lynette have this conversation a lot. Uh, the only episode of that that I remember, there's I guess two. There's one where a magician dies doing the bullet catch routine, which is whatever. The other one, I don't remember what the death was. I'm sure it was like a snake bite or something. But it takes place in the vast deserts of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Vast deserts of Fort Wayne? Uh-huh. Does it actually say that on the show? It sure does. Do we have any vast deserts? We got like a food desert, but that's about it. Yeah. A, f- a food desert? Is yeah. That what you, said? you live in it. Yeah, it's an area where there's not a grocery store nearby. Oh, oh, I see. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of TV shows about death, um, <laughs> earlier today, uh, 
Kay already knows this, but I was watching this show. Um, I think it was called How I Found My Killer or whatever. Um, but uh, there. <laughs> that is. A, <laughs> I mean, that was like the I know who killed me with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. There was, it's a bad movie. <laughs> Uh, there was this lesbian woman talking about her friend who got buried alive in Ohio. And Jesus. I and I thought, I wonder if I can find this chick who's talking right now <laughs> in real life. <laughs> and so I went on Facebook, and you know what? Did you find her? I added her as a friend. Hell yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, that might have been a really bad idea. I mean, you never know unless you try. Well. Who dares win, Stacy? I mean, yeah, but I just, well, I don't, the I don't real know que- the how. Real, the question is, why is that your course of action? I don't know. I just <laughs> did it. So she accepts the friend request and she immediately was like, who are you and why did you add me? Are you like, are you going to be like, you know that really fucked up thing that happened to your friend? I saw it on TV. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, you know. I wonder if I can find this person. Um, I think the real reason why I did it was because I like I wanted to like see if like I knew them in some way already, or like if I knew people who knew them. Oh, you're gonna yeah. Kevin Bacon the situation? I don't know what that means. So I think it's like the one interesting thing that came out of Friends, but it could have been for something else. Uh, Six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon. You uh, think of a celebrity, and you think of like how to link them to Kevin Bacon of who their right. castmates are. And exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it was just like, this is a lesbian that lives in Ohio, you know? That's how pretty many can there be? nearby, you know? And uh, we all know each other, so. I mean, same with uh, bald white guys, yeah. I didn't know that about bald white guys. There's you know, so many. We're all guys. basically the same person, if you want to get down to brass tacks. No, that's pretty accurate. I kind of confuse all bald white guys with each other. Like, you know, ever notice how, like, Rush Limbaugh dies, nobody knows where he, n- nobody sees him anymore, and suddenly, you know where Clint's at. Oh, man, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, I can I definitely know. see that. Are you saying you're Rush Limbaugh right now? I'm not saying I'm not Rush Limbaugh. I have so many questions if you're Rush Limbaugh. Well, I can answer them whether I am or not. Dude, how bad was your drug addiction? Not great, let me tell you. <laughs> Oh man! Now, when you were talking those crazy things, meant were you every on? word meant every, every word, every single word? Uh, a guy that's really all about his morals. <laughs> you got to stick to your guns, K Banks. In this case, he really did. How did Rush Limbaugh die? Cancer. Oh, uh, when did he die? Like six years ago. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was right after, or maybe like a year after George Floyd. Was it? A year after George Floyd. Yeah, because it couldn't have been six years ago because he he famously said uh, after George Floyd, I can breathe because I obey the law, and then he died. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he was not a good dude. Which, Which part's hilarious? The fact that he said, I can breathe because I obey the law, and then he's dead, so he can't breathe anymore. Oh, but did he die, like, right after he said that? It would have been pretty close. Okay. Well, he, it's probably Only karma. we had access to the sum total of all human knowledge here. God was like, 
all right, you obey the law of man, but you don't obey the law of, you know, your holiness. Died in February seventeenth, twenty twenty one. If I did, I believe you'd have a sense of humor. Yeah. I would only believe in a god who has a sense of humor. I'm sorry. When did he die? February seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Okay, so that would have been after George Floyd. Yeah. And not six years ago. He could have died on the inside six years ago. We don't know. I'm sure he died in the inside many years yeah, ago. Yeah, we weren't like connected to him on a personal level or anything. Hmm. Okay. Would you ever eat with Rush Limbaugh when he was alive? I mean, maybe if I was young enough that I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think he died before the Me Too movement was able to get him? I he had to have. There's no way that dude wasn't Me Too and somebody. Yeah. Like, any of fucking Bill O'Reilly, who was less of an asshole got fucking fired from Fox News for that shit. So Rush Limbaugh is definitely up to some shady shit. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm uh, sure he gives Xanax to a couple of girls. Yeah, like... Allegedly, sorry, whatever. <laughs> fuck him, he's not gonna sue you. Right, that's true. <laughs> Do you have any opinions about Rush Limbaugh? No, I don't really know who that is. Do you have any opinions about Rachel Maddow? No, I downloaded her podcast, but I haven't listened to it. No. Is that like what your entire knowledge of Rachel Maddow would have been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, I hear her name around, but I don't know anything about her. Uh, she's a news anchor. Uh, Do you like her? I don't watch the news. So you don't know either? Like, I'm aware of who she is, but yeah, I don't. I don't know much more about her than you do. What about you? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I know like she was on Air America Radio as a pundit and she would just speak her mind about different things that she believed in and whatnot. And did you agree with the things she said? At the time, definitely. At the time. Yeah. Can you can you talk about that a little more? About what? What did you believe at the time that she said that uh that you agreed with? <laughs> Um, so I was really like into politics at that time because I was a young teenager. And so, and then like my mom is a really big believer in trying to change the world by just being a good American citizen. So we'd listen to Air America all the time and you would hear Rachel Maddow, Al Franken, and a couple other pundits. And they would just spout off their beliefs. This is around like the Clinton-Obama primaries and stuff like that. And she believed that Clinton should have won. Um, she had more experience. Clinton and Obama didn't run against each other. In the primaries, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Oh, Hillary. <laughs> Sorry. Al <laughs> Franken, that's a... It's weird. It, what a weird career trajectory for that I guy. I know. Like, starts out on Saturday Night Live. He was doing stand-up before he did Saturday Night Live. Yeah, like, and he was... In, like, a pretty prominent SNL cast, too. Like, that was, like, mid-90s, right? Early 90s. Early. It's like 89. It was, I think it was, like, 89 to 95. Yeah, so I that, think that was That would have been, time. like, the Sandler, David Spade class and everything. Yeah. And then he goes into politics, and he's there forever, and then he gets uh, ousted for sex scandal. Right. Well, he was a pundit on, um, you know, different America, uh, different radio shows. For a long time, and then he was like, you know what, I'm just going to run for senator in Wyoming? Something like that. Some sort of West State 
Yeah. And then, yeah, he got ousted because he was touching a... a she was a past... Like, she was a sleeping service woman. And he was just like... Yeah, and he was doing, like, a creepy picture with her. Yeah. Of her, I guess. She can't do it with her if she's not awake. Right. Yeah. So. Yikes. But now he's going back and doing stand-up. I mean, that seems to be the way. Who who is who's this person you're talking about? Al Franken. I don't know who that is. Yeah, it was a. Uh, we've covered all the highlights, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll uh, try to avoid that guy. <laughs> yeah, if you hear Al Franken, let me know. Let you know. Yeah. You gonna, why? You gonna beat him up? You gonna I don't jump know. him? I just got questions. <laughs> okay. And then we're gonna jump. I mean, I, I just have questions. Like what? What would you ask him? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I didn't know we'd get that far. Okay. She she doesn't have questions. She's she's she'll figure it out when, when you tell her that Al Franken's coming. Yeah. Right. And then the whole four wing comedy scene will jump in, blood in, blood out. <laughs> okay. I don't think very many of us are violent or capable of doing that type well, of thing. I I'm gonna wait till JT's in town. You can get him amped up, he'll go for it. He's a. I, w- I was literally thinking that, but I didn't want to name drop. <laughs> JT doesn't fight anymore. He's got a nice job. Clint yeah. is a karate exorcist. He's also never been inside of a building where they teach martial arts. <laughs> you said you've, you've never? never been in a dojo. No. What a, a dojo? Yeah. It's where you learn karate. It's called a dojo. It is yeah. called a dojo. Does that stand for something? It's Japanese, so. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That's that makes more sense then. Yeah, like unless they teach karate at the Y or something. Even then, they might call it a dojo, like that specific location. Yeah. Between the hours of two and four, then it's a that yoga studio. <laughs> After that, it's rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> then it's water therapy. After that, yeah, the closest I've been to ever actually learning martial arts is uh, my cousin Sean is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He's actually one of the first Americans to get uh, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and he like occasionally hangs out with like a bunch of UFC guys and stuff. Uh, but other than hanging out with him, I've never really had a lot of face time with an actual martial artist. I know a lot of people who think they're really good martial artists. It, there's a in Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. There's a good line that I think covers that. It's a up until the age of about 23, every man believes he could be the baddest motherfucker on the earth. And that is very true. Uh, in my case, it is especially true because when I, I used to be very, like, you can talk to Lynette about this. Like, I, I very much fit like a negative male profile for like a lot of my early life and how I avoided it. Nobody will ever know, but I was very much the, oh, I'm the baddest dude on the planet, even though I'm like 5'7". At the time, I weighed like 145 pounds. But I was driving home from my friend's house one night, and I was fucking pissed off about something because somebody had sent something that got me a fucking in a tizzy. And then I was driving home. It's like 3 in the morning, and I pass uh, PFW, back when it was IPFW. And I just think to myself, I'm like, you know, I don't like getting punched. And then from then on, I was just like, well, I don't want to fight people anymore. I don't, nothing, no inciting incident. I was just like, what am I 
doing? Yeah. That's a good that's good uh self reflection. Yeah, it's especially uh, the being the punch part. Yeah, like a lot of people have like an actual light switch moment like uh this was the inciting incident. I was just like, nah, it's not for me. Have you ever yeah. been punched in the face? I've been punched in the face. I've been I got kicked in the face but on accident once. Mm. By like a horse or no, this dude uh, named Jake that I went to high school with, me and him were both the fucking rowdy, wannabe alpha bullshit. And one day, like, we were fucking around, and, like, we kicked at each other, and our shins just kind of went Ooh. Uh, which, if it's done intentionally, is a, like, it's a Muay Thai block technique. Uh, we did it not intentionally, and it just fucking hurt. <laughs> And then he was kind of windmilling his leg, just kind of getting it closer and closer to my face, just kind of fucking around. And eventually one of them just goes, and it just like kind of paintbrush in my face. And he's like real apologetic. And I just laughed because like he didn't like get his hip into it or anything. So it just kind of felt like kind of that. But it was still like, oh, he just fucking kicked me in the mouth. Hmm. Well, I'm happy that it didn't um, hurt. Uh, yeah, like during that time frame, every most of the fights that I've been in have haven't been predicated on like, oh, I'm so mad we should have to have this out. It's mostly been like somebody was like, hey, you want to fight? And I was like, okay, uh, because that's what young stupid men do. Have you been in a fight though that was out of anger? Not like. I think when I was like in third grade, there was one that was like actually out of anger, but in your third grade, you're not doing any real damage to each other. So, well, tell me about that. What happened there? Like, why were you guys upset with each other first? I, because I think I was, I don't know, the kid's name was Alex Tuxorn, and me and him, we hung out in the same little group of weird, awkward, uh, I guess nine-year-olds, I think. Mm. And one day, I guess I upset him, and so he fucking took a swing at me, and then I took a swing back, and then we were fighting. And uh, the thing in Fort Wayne Community Schools is the teachers won't do shit Mm. until the fight's over, and even then, kind of don't care. Wow. So, like, there were... Our teachers were, like, watching us from, like, 100 yards away, Mm -hmm. and when he finally went down for a second, they... Didn't even get up, and so it was like, cool, cool. This could have been real bad. <laughs> like, all the playground equipment was like made out of concrete too. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like <laughs> the dodgeball is just concrete. <laughs> Foursquare was rough. <laughs> now the uh, the main game that we played, there were two games that we played that actually did get banned. One was called kickback, in which case you got a kickball. And you kicked it back and forth. So, very complicated game. <laughs> the reason that one got banned is because my roommate, Adam, at the time, he had braces. And so, people would just kick it at his face. Mm. So, his uh, his lips would get all caught in his gear. So Your roommate? Yeah. And what? How old were you? Well, he's my roommate now. At the time, we were not roommates. Oh, um, you... Okay. Yeah. I see. My, my, my now roommate, Adam. <laughs> so, you grew up... You are born and raised in Fort Wayne, then? Yeah. Okay. So what's it like being in one place? Even, are you do you want to move out? Or are you happy where you're at? I'm fine living here. Like if I want to go somewhere else, I'll just go. Like <laughs> I there's 
other cities around here that I wouldn't mind living in, like Indy would be okay. I got some friends who just moved up to Detroit. Detroit would be okay. I wouldn't want to live in like a real, real, I wouldn't want to live in like Chicago or anything. Like, I get just enough excitement. And if I want to go hang out somewhere else, I can for like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, back to what I was saying, the, the other game that we had was called Gladiators. Okay. And that one was real uh, next level because we had a bunch of monkey bars. And the way you play Gladiators is two people would come from opposite ends of the monkey bars until you got to each other. And then you just kick each other yeah. until one of you fell. Yeah. That one also got banned. I know that game. Yeah. I don't know that game. I I was a solo monkey barist. Well, you also weren't a dumb young boy, so that also helps to curb that kind of behavior. Well, how do you how do you explain that? I don't know Kay's life. How do you know about it? Because I played it. See, and she she wasn't a boy. But I did. Yeah, you're right. I did a lot of dumb stuff. I don't. Know, I, <laughs> I had a prison mentality <laughs> at a young age. So I like to like mess with all the boys. Like I'd like to like You gotta show that you're not scared. Yeah. <laughs> Get a prison mentality. Kind of, yeah. Why do you think that is? That's a good question. I do not know. <laughs> but I was ready to take on whoever, whenever. Until it was time to actually do it, then I'd get scared. But that was mainly because I was afraid to get in, in trouble than to actually get hurt. Right. Yeah, that's that's, that's usually the thing. It's like you don't you never worry about getting hurt because you don't have any concept of it really, right. but like you do have a concept of how much it sucks to be in like detention or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I moved around a lot too. So like it was just it was more fun to like hang out with the guys and then like go your separate ways than like try and hang out with the girls and then like they may hang out with you. They may not hang out with you. They're going to talk smack about you. But then you can go talk to a guy and be like, I don't know, eight, and be like, hey, you seem cool. Do you want to make out? And then be like, no, what is wrong with you? Like, oh, all right. You want to play kickball instead? <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Or wall ball. Wall ball was my shit. I love wall, wall ball. That was the best. It's like, first off, you've got a shadow, so you're not going to get sunburnt. And then secondly, like kids would get so much pain because of like, they would like skeet on the concrete just to like catch the ball and shit. Yeah, that's dedication. That's a lot more hardcore than I was willing to get. I cannot throw or catch. Uh, never have been able to. Oh, me neither. But like, it's just fun trying. <laughs> I mean, anytime that I'm successful at it, it's uh, by luck. It's an occasion. Yeah. 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 It feels good. Yeah, that was. I was like, I was, I was never the last person picked in gym class, but I was usually like pretty far at the end of the line. But when hockey came around, I was able to do whatever because I'm per- probably not anymore. But like at, at the time, I was pretty good at hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. I used to be really good at like roller skating and like long distance swimming. Yeah, and like you know, now I'm a smoker and I have a shitty body and I drink a lot and I wake up at noon every day. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could never swim. I uh, very notoriously swim like about like a rock. Uh, but yeah, I I used to be able to like run for like two three miles at a time. And now if I like take off on a sprint for like ten paces, I'm just dying. I don't even have the smoking to blame for it. I'm just lazy. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I was you want to arm wrestle, Stacy? Not really. Mm-hmm. 
Well, don't don't get it in your head because I I will dominate you in arm wrestling because okay. you're like half my size. Well, here here's the here's the thing is I think it's funny for me to make fun of other people for being lazy because like there's no way they're as lazy as I am. That's that could be. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't really hang out that often, so I don't know. It's because she's too lazy to hang out. That's, yeah. Oh shit. Remember the other night when everyone was hanging out after the show and I just went home? I mean, that doesn't seem like lazy. That just seems like you were done. Yeah, but uh, then I just like watched TV for like five hours. Yeah, I mean, that's not, that doesn't even necessarily have to be a laziness thing. It should be like a social battery thing. All right. That's fair. Yeah. If, uh, what do you typically binge watch when you binge watch stuff? Um, I. Usually, if it's like a short, like a ten episode series, doesn't matter what it is. I think the last thing that I like fully binged was uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. What is that? It is an anime oh. set in the world of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, the video game. Okay, it's like a prequel to that. Uh, yeah, like the whatever the new Netflix show is, I'll usually binge. I don't or like. Just kind of streaming stuff like that, like The Boys, I'll, I'll usually binge when that the new season comes out. The Sandman, I binged when that came out. Whatever the new, like, whatever the new geeky thing that I'm, like, actually into is, I'll check it out. What's, uh, what's The Sandman? It is a comic series by Neil Gaiman about the King of Dreams. Oh, man. You need to send me a link. I love Neil Gaiman. It's on Netflix. Man, it was a whole big thing for a while. There's so much stuff on Netflix, and then I'll watch like a good five minutes of it, and then fall asleep. So I have to rewatch it over and over again just to get one episode in. There are some shows like that for me. Like there will be shows that I put on like just to sleep to, but then I like never see it. But I always watch like the same first five (laughs) minutes of the first episode. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what happens 47 hours after the first 48. Just for that same reason. <laughs> uh, you, usually they uh, they fail to find the guy. Is it the case? Don't ruin it for Do me, Clay. Really? The first 48? I don't know. I only watched the first five minutes. Well, yeah, like, first 48, they might only show the ones that they actually find the guy, but yeah, if it gets past 48 hours, you're probably not going to solve the case. That's really bleak. And also, I don't think that's the case, because... That's Statistically, whole, most crimes go unsolved, Stacey. That's the really? whole purpose of yeah. the show, oh, the God. first 48, because it takes 48 hours to solve the crime. Otherwise, they won't find them. Dude, I really need to get my If I Go Missing folder together. <laughs> yeah, you just do. Get, just get chips and come and save you like a dog. <laughs> the real question is, why is somebody kidnapping Stacy Stark? I don't know, because I'm a small female and it'd be easy. Yeah, but like, usually if they're going to do something like that, it's for trafficking reasons or slave labor reasons. And you don't think I would be good at either of those? I just don't think you're putting yourself in a position to get snatched. Thank you. It's because I am really into true crime (laughs) and I pay attention to my surroundings. (laughs) I mean, that's, paying attention to your surroundings is 90% of the battle. Yeah. Most people do don't do that very well. Mm-hmm. It's surprising to me that people don't do it so well. Like, I find it fascinating. Like, I like to play, like, little pranks every <laughs> once in a while and just to see if other people will pay attention. 
And they don't. Yeah. Do I, you do that to me? No. Oh, okay. It's usually people who are like anonymous. Like I don't know them. Oh, yeah, okay. Isaiah has on more than one occasion referred to me as reverse Batman because I'll just sidle on up to somebody at the bar and I'll just wait till they notice me. It's like, I don't got to do all this introducing myself. You know who I am. Like, you knew I was com- coming over. You may as well be prepared. Dude, I've been putting string cheese wrappers in the bathroom at work just to see if somebody will say something. Nobody has said anything. I put like six string cheese wrappers in the bathroom t- trash. Did you eat day. all this string cheese? Yeah, I'm okay. kind of constipated. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm just waiting for someone to say something because I have a joke ready for it. <laughs> and nobody has said anything. I'm so disappointed in this. Will you tell us the joke? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know if I'll be there, so you better. It's just a purity tampon idea. <laughs> You know, from when I'm ovulating, just something for my obes to nibble on to keep it fresh. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah. disgusting. I mean, I'm just waiting for someone to ask. Not me, but just talk about it. You know what I mean? Because I do it in every trash bathroom, mm. like three in each. You don't actually do that with them, right? The <laughs> string cheese. Yeah. Think of, like, maybe she's. Yeah, I don't know. There's no good <laughs> way to end reasons, that. For some reasons, the string cheese comes out every time. So now, no, I don't do that. I eat the string cheese and become constipated, like I said earlier. I know. I'm sorry. I just I worry about you sometimes. <laughs> there was there's like a little nibble on it from my ovaries. <laughs> there used to be a public bulletin board at IPFW over in I think it was at the time I think it was called Classroom Medical Building. It's like one of the ones in the middle. And I had a class there, and I would pass by the bulletin board every day that got, like, refreshed because they just tore everything down, and you could just people just drew whatever they wanted on it. And I decided that I was going to advertise for my favorite comic book at the time, which was Matt Fraction's run on The Defenders, a Marvel comic. And the gimmick for that one was in the margins, which is usually just blank space. They would have, like, little blurbs, sometimes like ad for other comics. And the most common one was just the repeated phrase, everyone you love dies. So in the bottom right corner of that bulletin board, every time I got refreshed, I wrote everyone you love dies, which is technically a true statement. Everyone dies eventually. Mm -hmm. And people really, really read deep into that. Like I would get like, people would write replies to it like, yeah, but they were all really loved and cherished. You're like, this guy's hilarious. And it's like, none of you are really interpreting this as just a silly gag, just a little fun guy. Like, Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of a bleak statement to be like a fun gag. It's not. It's like when like you're on Facebook and then you read someone's post and it says, God, I just wish that it all would end and I can't believe I'm dealing with this anymore. And you'd be like, hey, what's wrong with you? And they're like, that's just music quotes. Ha, 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 ha. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's what so, it seems like to me. And you type LOL. All the time. Let them know that you're in on the joke. Um, I I did. I quoted a song about Jesus uh, one time. And uh, and like my, I don't know, my pastor or something like commented on it. I was like, oh, it's just a song. <laughs> How many times have you done that? A lot. Like when I was a teenager. I learned my lesson eventually. <laughs> By your pastor? No, just, I mean, like, by putting song lyrics and having someone comment, being, like, worried or, like, thinking that I'm actually going to shave my head, you know? Oh, yeah. It's not something you should do on purpose, let me tell you. 
shave your head. Yeah, if you can avoid this look, you should. Yeah. <sighs> I've been thinking about fun. shaving my head for quite a long time. Have you ever shaved your head before? No. Okay, you don't. Here's the thing about shaving your head. If you have no choice, you should get it out of the way right away. Uh, otherwise, you are running a very real gamble because if your head shape doesn't support it, you've got to wait for it to grow back. Yeah, it would suck if I had creases in my head and I didn't know about it. That's a weird thing. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think it would look good bald. And I think you know that. Yeah, most definitely. I have a tiny head proportional to my body, mm. so it would just accentuate that fact. I would look pretty much like a Q-tip. Yeah, your hair uh, definitely evens things out. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I, I, I've got a couple friends who, like, when they realized their hair was starting to thin, they were like, I'm just going to shave it all off like Clint does. Like, I've been doing this since I was 16. Oh, no shit. I mean, it's actually been longer than that, I guess. It's been as long as... I've always cut my own hair, so it's <clears throat> always been kind of like this because I didn't realize that I was losing it until it was too late. Mm. So... This is just everybody's used to this, but like if you go from like like Stacy's length hair to like this length hair, like there's really not any margin for error. You're either gonna look really bad or fine. Right. I'll keep that in mind because I did lose a lot of hair at one point. Like it was coming out in chunks, and I was just like, you could just see like the balding part, and yeah. I was just like, all right, it's time. It's I'm gonna do it. And then someone's like, oh yeah, my my wife shaved her head because she had cancer and i was like i want to do the same like i'm sorry about your wife's cancer but tell me more about your can wife you shaving can you her send head me some pictures so i can kind of gauge right like is it a half inch is it completely bald are we you know down to the nubs like tell me what tell me more so why didn't you do it because my hair started growing back like you'll see mm-hmm. i have it cut now to where you can't really tell that much but you can see like parts of it where it was just like just frizz because it's new growth okay so there was hope so i i changed my mind oh, okay you're fucked though i wouldn't i couldn't go back if i wanted to would you ever thought about um well you just answered the question never mind. <laughs> putting like plugs in i yeah like i think it's just too late for me at this point like too many people have seen this so they would know well i think you're i think you look good like that so yeah, I, like, like for you it's fine yeah like i don't can't imagine what you would look like with hair <laughs> i feel like that'd be like that's my black mirror episode is there's just avert there's just a hair treatment that actually works for men and then mm. i just have the hair and the hair takes over oh yeah i just become cousin it that's pretty funny <laughs> that'd be awesome mm-hmm. i mean it's a black mirror episode so it's not gonna be awesome for me right right no, not for you, but from a distance, that'd be a really good, fun thing to watch. Was that uh, that weird thing with Miley Cyrus? Was that a Black Mirror episode, or was that a movie that was unrelated to Black Mirror? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. It's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but Miley Cyrus acted in it. There's a it. I think it was a Black Mirror episode because yeah. I. That's like the last thing I remember hearing about her acting on. Mm. And like if I look it up right now, it's probably going to be like, she's never been in Black Mirror, you fucking idiot. But I don't know. I'll look it up. Because I really, I really think it was. Yeah, you get berated by the internet. Or be right. You know, either one. I We haven't been berated by the internet yet. Just the Wrigley chat. I mean, 
And I ignore that. And I mean, so it's great. mostly just me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you binge watch anime and cartoons. Yeah. Well, I also I have like Neil a Gaiman. I have a cycle of like comfort sitcoms that I'll go back through every once in a while. What's your favorite sitcom? Favorite sitcom is probably Community. It's a really good show. Yeah, I like Community a lot. Uh, a friend of mine got me to watch New Girl. That one ends up being pretty good. The last season fucking sucks though. Uh, I'm currently rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Shit's Creek is really good. Uh, do you ever? Did you oh, ever yeah. watch Seinfeld? So. I never consciously watched Seinfeld. It was just kind of on when I got home. But nowadays, uh, the standard that I use for if I'm going to do something out of the house, I call it the Seinfeld metric, which is if I, if you want me to do something on like a weeknight, you have to convince me I will have a better time doing that than I would sitting at home watching a rerun of Seinfeld. <laughs> if it's not as good as a re- rerun of Seinfeld, I'm probably not going to do it. Because mm-hmm. like... But then, are you gonna watch Seinfeld instead? Or probably not. Just yeah. it's just. But that's just like your standard. Yeah, like because yeah. rewatching Seinfeld is not gonna be life changing, but it's a nice neutral, slightly above average experience. So like, mm-hmm. convince me that hanging out with you was gonna be better than the base experience that I require to lure me out into the wild. Wow, you actually say that to someone when they invite you to do something. I have explained the spiel multiple times. I don't necessarily consciously say that until it's like the four, like when we have a comfortable rapport, Stacy. So like mm. you can hear this, but like if, if this was like the first time I met somebody you're going to sound like a fucking psychopath when you talk, say something like that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, yeah, I get it, but you want to like, let them know about what the kind of person you are for sure. Don't you? I mean, Usually people figure that out right away because, like, I'm a little standoffish anyway. So once you get past that, like, we're chill. But yeah, I think the first time I ever saw you, you were at graffiti, and I didn't talk to you once. I was in the circle for a yeah. minute, but I was like, I-, I don't know this guy, and I say some really outlandish shit. So I'm not ready for you to be to know all that. I mean, I hang out with Isaiah. At least once a week, so you're not going to say anything that's going to like catch me off guard. Right, like, right. But, I know that now. Yeah. I didn't know that then. Well, you were that, just a white guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I am a white guy. <laughs> but that's... A lot of people will say, like, yeah, when I first met you, I thought you didn't like me. It's like, I didn't. <laughs> right. Like, I... It doesn't take much to win me over. Like, once we have, like, one real conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're fine. But... At first, I'm like, I don't want to fucking meet a new person. What are you doing mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that same way, definitely. Um. So anyway, no, you don't. Since stop, since stop, when? stop the rolling you know? right now. <laughs> How do you know? You talked to me the very first time. You well, yeah, approached me. That was different. But I'm a new person. How is that different? Because mm, it was my choice, I think. That's the purpose and of other this reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. There was an ulterior motive there. Yeah, <laughs> about the ulterior motive. My bad. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people that Stacy foists upon me, uh, <laughs> that was that was always my thing with like Dominic. Was like the first time I encountered Dominic, it was at Wrigley, mm-hmm. and I got 
I got there early, like I always do, and he was there already. Mm-hmm. And he was just sitting like on the other side of the room. But there was nobody else there, so I could hear him order, and he got like a gin and tonic. And I'm like, what kind of fucking asshole goes to Wrigley Field and orders a gin and tonic? That's hilarious. We used to drink those all the time. It's because, like, it's, it's like the base grown-up drink. Like, if you don't know anything about drinking, like, I don't yeah. know anything about drinking, like, yeah. I would know to order gin and tonic, and like... Everything about that guy screamed of like, I'm trying to prove myself to the grownups. Yeah, and definitely. <laughs> was he? He was, was he, always trying to do. Was that. he under the age of 23? Yeah, he was 22, and then he was 23. While we were your together. theory holds true. Well, he was never. He never thought that he was like a badass. He just thought that he was a lot more interesting than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, or he he wanted to be. Yeah. He he consistently wanted to prove how interesting he was. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, if you're trying to prove how cool you are, you're never gonna do it. Yeah. Like the last time he came around, after everybody else had left, he like, like we're talking in the parking lot because I'm being polite, and he t- he told me about a dream that he had had, mm-hmm. and the gist of the dream was he dreamed that he was on a plane. And the pilot died and he had to land the plane, but there was nowhere to land. That is the entire dream. It took him like 10 minutes to explain this to me. Oh, that sounds like Dominic. (laughs) And I was just like, first off, if there's no chance of you touching my penis, I don't want you to tell me about your dreams. Like, I'm just not (laughs) interested. Wait, are you bi? Ish, but not for him. Okay. But in general, like... Unless there's some kind of sexual interest there, like, I don't care about your dreams unless it's like you're pitching a show to me or something. Yeah. Or at least if it's 10 minutes long to explain it. Yeah, like, it doesn't take 10 minutes to explain a dream unless you went on, like, a vision quest or Mm -hmm. something. He would do that, too. I'm, of course he fucking did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah. Just, just, Dominic was, he was, Always nice to me. He never did anything malicious. He never did anything to like earn my ire, but it was always just like trying too hard to just be something he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Which was literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's rude. I mean, he would have, he could have been like been something. If he had just, if he had just been chill about yeah, it. Yeah, if he had just chilled the fuck out, he would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic, if you're listening right now, leave a comment, leave a like. Let's meet me in the parking lot at 3 30, nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wants to hear more about your dreams. <laughs> oh, man. Now I got to ask this question mm-hmm. because everyone talks so much shit about Dominic. Okay. So apparently you have a type. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. The, that's what I want to know. Everyone, it freaks me out when I hear so much shit about Dominic and like, I'm dating Stacy, right? So can we compare for a minute? You are better by every metric than Dominic. Oh, thank you. Like, yeah, like there's, we have had like a conversation before and a no. <laughs> ish and at no point was i ever like shut the fuck up Kay. like whereas in my head i was like that with dominic all the time me too so um basically the only reason that i got with him in the first place was you know for doing it and i was just like in a weird place but then like we kind of got like stuck together you know just out of being around each other all the time (laughs) and (laughs) it sounds a lot like us sounds like you type. But 
but no like he was really really annoying and i i i just always wanted him to shut up and i would always just try to be like are we gonna like do it or are you just gonna keep talking and talking and talking forever you know i understand that pain i really get that i bet you do Uh, of the stacy uh partners that i've encountered you are the best of the three so oh thank you so much I'm like Jesus you, of the would, Holy Trinity. It, it, like, don't don't feel too too excited. It's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty low bar. But. It's really low. But my question is, what's so wrong with Laura? I never. I don't even know what Laura sounds like. Okay, so are you thinking of someone else? I'm thinking of Jess. You remember Jess? Je- I, Jess was around when I first met you. So yes, I remember Jess. Okay, well, what what did you think of Jess? <laughs> I. Also, didn't really talk to Jess, but then, like, you felt the need to tell everybody, to, like, hey, Jess is trying to blackmail me. And I was like, I don't like people who blackmail my friends. So, yeah. so I was just like, all right, I guess I'm get rid of that one. When, like, when we broke up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she did the thing that I thought that she was going to do. And my trying to uh, not have that happen didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, Way she goes. Uh. <laughs> I feel like a million bucks right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Clint You're said welcome. I was okay. <laughs> right, right. That's okay in my book. <laughs> Don't be really annoying or try to blackmail me. You're fine. That is kind of a big ass. <laughs> Especially the annoying part. No, you're not annoying. Thanks. At least not in the same way as Dominic was. You're kind of a ridiculous person, but it like it's endearing. Oh, thank you. Uh, speaking of, Isaiah is very upset that you said that you were one of the top joke writers in Fort Wayne. <laughs> I know. Can we talk about that? Just in my top five. Uh, yeah, and that's fine. Like, but in like, yeah, I think I'm a really good joke writer. Now, that being said, like, I do feel as though because I'm new, like. I got to have my back, right? Yeah. Like, I have to be my rock because no one else is going to be my rock for That's me. cute. So, do I really <laughs> think I'm the top five joke writers in Fort Wayne? Kind of. A little bit. Just a little. You got to have, you got to have, a, yeah, you got to have a little bit of ego to go for it. Like, that's, anytime Isaiah is asking me, like, well, how do I start writing such and such things? Like, just, just fucking start doing it. What's the worst going to happen? Like, mm-hmm. Right. Has Isaiah ever actually written anything? Uh, when I, other than the jokes, I don't know if he's ever like gotten fully off the ground because like I know he used to write like in high school and stuff, but I don't know how far he got with any of that. He pitches me a million things all the time, and I'm just like, okay, well, mm-hmm. like we can start working on this. Just like write something down, and then he's like, well, I lost my notebook. And I'm like, well, fucking, I don't know. Isaiah pitches things to me all the time, but it's like it's never a fully formed idea it's just like a bunch of ramblings and like some of it is interesting yeah well that's kind of the crux of the whole cryptic initials thing is like i was, <laughs> I was like if you're gonna keep telling me these ideas we're just gonna make some of this shit mm-hmm. and i've got now that we're through all of uh the stuff that we had planned for all the holiday shows and stuff we can actually start focusing on kind of moving forward with some of the stuff where uh the next big project for that is going to be called Fan Theology. It's the church show he's always been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's like three or four like movie ideas he's talked about. It's like, we can 
actually do some of these. It's just we have to figure out what the story is. And he's like, well, should I start with the characters or with the world? It's like, you should start with the damn story. Like, figure out where it goes, and then we can figure out how it fits into anything else. But it's very much going to be me kind of aiming him at the solution and then just kind of forcing him to figure something out. Yeah. Cool. It's really good because he does have like when I listen to him talk about different things, like he has really good ideas. Yeah, like he, I've never, I can't say never. I've very rarely heard him pitch something that I was like, that is objectively a stupid idea. Right. It's usually like that's a really good idea, but you've got a whole lot of other ideas attached to it, and you need to just pick one and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, I, and we've had a really good conversation, and I know it sucks to like stop and then go, but do you want to go smoke? Yes, I would love to take a break. How late are you trying to be here? I can stay up as late as I want. I got like 24 hours of personal time for work. If I'm too, uh, too late, I can just call in. Back. So, back to running for office. You know, it's always weird to me how, like, everybody who you have on here is like, oh, Brandon, edit that out. But nobody's ever like, what if I just say something abruptly and act like something got edited out? Like, Stacy, that's a very weird take on the Italians. Like, You know what? Stacy has said something really crazy about Hitler once, and it did <laughs> get edited out. <laughs> Not about Hitler. I'm sorry. Let me, let me straighten this out. It was about the Jews. <laughs> And then we're like, okay, that needs to get edited out. I mean, we've all been there. We've all had some questions. About the Jews? Yeah, why did they kill our Lord and Savior? That it was a question. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, I get that. But at that time, everybody was Jewish. It was a Roman Jew that killed them, you know, or several of them. I don't know what happened. I don't think, most, I don't think the legionnaires were Jewish. Was there le- I don't think Pontius Pilate was a Jew. Legionnaires disease? No, the the Roman soldiers were called legionnaires. I thought they were Jewish. Or were they were they some heathens? Of, some of them in the area might have been Jewish, but I don't think most of them would have been because Rome was very much a we'll conquer you and then you're just part of it now. So some of them statistically were probably Jewish, but Oh, see, I thought they converted into one monotheistic religion at that point, but I could be very well wrong. um, Rome was usually kind of, you know, you had whatever theism you wanted until, uh, yeah, Emperor Constantine, I think, is the one who converted to Christianity. Constantine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a guy. Wasn't he the one that got killed by his congress? That was uh, Julius Caesar. Caesar, that's right. Although there was a lot of, lot of murking going on back in those days, because sometimes you got pretty bad emperors, like uh, Nero and Caligula, and oh yeah, Caligula is my shit. <laughs> I wasn't he like the youngest emperor at the time or something like that, and he just really liked concubines and didn't care how he got them. Yeah, like, and like Nero had like lead poisoning, so he's the one who played the fiddle as Rome burned. So, oh, what a guy! Yeah. A couple of my buddies are real big, like, they listen to, like, History on Fire and stuff, like the History Podcast, and so they got real big into Rome for a while. Mm. 
Yeah, Rome has a very interesting history. Egypt has a really interesting history. Yeah, like all the big empires have like, you know, you get like a paragraph about them in your history textbook and then like you find out like, oh no, this was just the state of the world for like 700 years. Right. Egypt was fucking more than that, but. Right, do we even know when Egypt originated? Uh... I'm sure somebody does, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely like, so the figure that people tout out a lot is like Egypt, while it was still a major power, had historians who considered the pyramids ancient. Right, right. So, Like Cleopatra yeah. considered them ancient at the time. Um, do you have any thoughts about Jews, Stacy? Um... I don't think I should uh, <laughs> uh, give Brandon more things to edit out. Um, you're right. I should get you another drink first. What a pointed criticism of the state of Israel, Stacy. Uh, oh, yeah. Are you a Palestine sympathizer? I don't even know what that means. Palestine or sympathizer? <laughs> Either. <laughs> so when uh, the state of Israel was founded after World War II, uh, basically what the British did was say, hey, Palestine... Not anymore. And they put all the uh, Jewish refugees who they were kicking out of Europe over there. And uh, the United States was like, nobody's allowed to mess with Israel, so we're going to give them nukes. And uh, thus began one of the most contentious times and one of the most contentious uh, regions in the world. There is a point in, like, I think there's a specific wall... That Christians, Jews, and Palestinians all meet mm. because it's a holy area. Yeah, it was on uh, transparent. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the Wailing Wall or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anything that. that I know about Jews, it's just from that show. <laughs> What'd you learn about Jews on that show? I don't know. They're really good looking. Oh. Statistically, some of them are. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the Holocaust is fake. That's what I learned from Transparent. Is it not? Have you seen that show? I've never seen it once. Because definitely that's not what it's about. Nor do I believe the Holocaust is fake. Maybe it's not about that, but they make some allusions. I've never seen a day (laughs) that I don't know. They make allusions to the Holocaust, and they definitely don't say that it's fake. (laughs) Well, that's good. Yeah. Don't want to be one of those podcasts. There's there's a lot of um, <laughs> uh, like generational trauma that's like visited like from the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Would you ever convert to Judaism? Why? Like, t- like if you got married to to a Jewish person. I mean, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't know any Jews. No. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I wish I did. I'm saying if you met one, fell in love, and you guys were like, we're going to get married. And they o- would only marry me if I converted to their religion. Typically, that marriage isn't considered genuine unless you converted to Judaism. You know? Even then, you'd still be a not true Jew. A not true Jew. I mean, whatever. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. I really... Uh, yeah, because... I don't know. I don't think a non-Jew is allowed to use the words true Jew. I feel like... 
Ben Shapiro would have some very pointed things to say about you. Other than all the things he probably already would have to say about you. Also, fuck Ben Shapiro. I'll, I'll be the first to have the courage to say it. You'd be the first to have <laughs> the, the courage? The absolute first person to ever say, bravely say, fuck Ben Shapiro. Mm. Ben Shapiro, if you're listening. Meet me in the parking lot at 3 a.m., nerd. Leave a comment <laughs> and a like also on top of that. Yeah. Nerd. That'd be great. Imagine oh. if I actually got in a fist fight with Ben Shapiro because of your podcast. That would be so dope. Can we put that on the Patreon page? I Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. If we raise like a million dollars, I will fist fight Ben Shapiro. If you I'm, guys raise a million dollars. Where? Know. How are you going to find him? Where is he? Uh, New York, I would assume. So you're just because just he's Jewish, he's going to be living in New York? I think he just actually lives in New York. You're probably right, actually. He's an affluent Jew. Mm-hmm. So it is because he is Jewish that he thinks that. There's other reasons. I can't imagine that uh, the Daily Wire or whatever he's got is like in the middle of Cleveland or something. Isn't the Daily Wire a show? Or is that just The Wire? The Wire is a show, yes. What's okay. the Daily Wire? The Daily Wire is the news platform that Ben Shapiro owns. Where are you going? I'm in a... Go do things. You gonna go poop? No, I ate like 16 cheese sticks. No, I'm not gonna go poop. I'm gonna think about it, though. <laughs> and gonna gaze longingly at the toilet? Yeah. Hell yeah. You should drink some Metamucil. I wish I would have known about your problem before I came here. I have Metamucil. I could have brought it for you. I don't like Metamucil. Well, no one likes Metamucil. I, That's not why you drink it. I will just deal with the constipation. <laughs> Then drink Metamucil. But what about your hemorrhoid problem? I'm so glad we brought that up on the podcast. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Um, you're right. My hemorrhoid problem is a huge deal. Like, mm-hmm. I've got one that could probably break a Guinness World Record. I'm not sure. But I want to keep that going so I can definitely break that record. Is that why you won't let me eat your asshole? I'm going to go. <laughs> How I'm aggressively gonna... are you campaigning to eat your asshole? I really don't want to do it, but she definitely also doesn't want me to do it. <laughs> so that's the only reason you're interested? She said it would be like chewing on the fat of a steak, is what she said. Which seems like a culturally loaded phrase. I don't know. <clears throat> So anyway, just you and me. Were were you guys talking about me when I was in the bathroom? I heard my name. Uh, yeah, she mentioned that you had made some questionable statements about Jewish people, and that had to get edited out of the podcast. So why are we bringing it up? Because I mentioned how it's weird to me that everybody you have a bunch of comedians on this show, and everybody everybody comments about it like. Oh, Brandon could edit that out. And I'm just like, why doesn't anybody just say something really outlandish and be like, oh, yeah, Brandon picked a weird point to come back from the edit? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice of you not to offer Clint one. Because Clint doesn't drink. I know. That's why I said it was nice of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I think the reason why we don't do that is because. We all know he doesn't edit. Yeah. So, like, people would know that's fake. He's going to be so mad. <laughs> he doesn't listen. I'm sure he spent, like, most of his week editing the last episode. Actually, he did. He did a really <laughs> good job. I'm really proud of him because he really did spend. And then, like, when he's... Mm, I'll keep... I'll wait until I'm done with the shot to say that. <laughs> all right. 
Hey, to saying stuff that we shouldn't say on the podcast. Awesome. No, he'll edit the the episodes that he's on. He, he'll pay attention to those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to make sure he doesn't say anything incriminating. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. One day. Mm. He's actually, he does a really good job. He does a lot of the promotions and the advertising and stuff like that. Yeah. We have merch now. I saw that. Two different t-shirts. Right. Same models. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got. we also have a mug. Hell yeah. I'll have to show you that. I think that's the cutest thing we have. got some buttons around somewhere with my logo, but I never remember to bring them out. Do you want a shirt? Sure. What size do you wear? Medium or large. Wouldn't we have to pay for that? We would have to pay for that. Let's let's not offer. Wow, Stacy. Because <laughs> then we'll have to buy shirts for all of our guests. I'm sorry, Clint. Nah, it should just be for me. I just. You know how like, I just offered like, you a shirt? Like, tell people, like, yeah, we got these cool shirts. Only Clint gets one for free. The rest of you nerds have to pay for it. Our grand opening of our store. We give you one shirt for free. Yeah, the promo giveaway. The promo giveaway. People are like, that stylish magician is wearing a shirt for a podcast. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you should check it out. Hell yeah. Once we start bringing in the big bucks, though, then we can buy everyone who's been on the podcast a shirt or a mug. You think we're going to bring in the big bucks? I hope so. I'll uh, see. Tell, I, you, tell you what, I could trade you one of our posters from our show that we finally got done for oh, a shirt. Oh, I do love those posters. <clears throat> yeah. Those are magnificent. Did, Did Prince I, design that? Yeah. Did I end up giving you one? Yes, you just gave it to me. Right. It was very nice of you. I'm going to frame it. Yeah. No, then fuck this deal. You just gave her one. So, so, so hold on. Trades. Hold on. I already gave away one. I can give you. That's two for one right there. You're getting half a shirt. <laughs> okay. I was in the show. I was like the best part of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I'm Kay just... doesn't know for sure because Kay wasn't there. I'm sorry. No. I have a lot going on. I, you know. You could have let the I cat watch the kid. Watch. The cat watch the kid? Yeah, easy. That would have been adorable. <laughs> that would be very cute. I bet, I bet be Harvey would all do a great job. Yeah, she seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She seems very responsible. She's a very responsible cat, man. I, I wish my cat was as responsible as your cat. I really do. Your cat gets very upset when I try to take the chair that she's sitting on when I'm over there. Yeah, and I can't let my cat outside because she'll get lost. <laughs> well, yeah. Your cat loves me. My cat loves me also. Yeah, but I'm just saying she also really loves me. Not as much as she loves me. Of course not, but really close. Okay, as long as you admit it. Anyway, how many cats do you have, Clint? Uh, my roommate has two cats, and I am the black one. I am tied with our other roommate as his second favorite person. The black and white one has made it very clear that I am his least favorite person in the house. Aww. There's something that I really want to ask you about. Go ahead. Were you a virgin up until like a year ago? Uh, a year and a half, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. And then, like, you were with a woman. Mm-hmm. Are you still currently with that woman? No. What happened? Uh, so she is partner polyamorous. Like, she's married and everything. And uh, she had a whole lot of stuff going on in her life. And so I just, like, we had agreed at the start that it wasn't going to be, like, a permanent thing anyway. So we ended up just kind of breaking it off then just doing other things basically yeah so you went from nothing for like what 30 years yeah to being with a woman who was already married Mm -hmm. i mean not nothing but like in the strictest technical term like i was mostly single but like there was like some fooling around here and there but like yeah like that was like the first like Full lengthy relationship, yeah. And the first PIV relationship. I don't know what that means. Penis and vagina. Yes. Did wow. You, did you do anal beforehand? <laughs> no. Okay, so real fast, <laughs> this is important because I know somebody who is a virgin and he's twenty nine. So you lost your virginity when? Thirty one. Thirty one. All right. Statistically speaking, they say that like a quarter of men don't lose their virginity until like 30, so. Okay. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, Girls are scary. Well, and you know, also like as things are moving forward, it is harder for men to lose their virginity and have sex. Do you know men have less sex now than they did 20 years ago? Why? I feel like... Uh, Women's rights. Yeah, women having more of a say in the matter as a factor. That's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> but, Clint, it's not like you're unattractive or don't have a good personality. So, like, what is that all about? I don't know. I don't... I'm not entirely sure because, like, I this is not the first time I've been asked this, but I don't know. I just... Never really seemed like that big a thing. Like I was like just, you just weren't really trying. Yeah, like it, I wasn't really trying in that situation. Like there were just other factors that kind of drew us together. But yeah, I just it was never something that I was like I never passed the Seinfeld test. I was just like I could go out and try and like get laid, or I could uh, sit in my room and watch Netflix. So so you would rather watch Netflix. Can I ask another question? Sure. All right. So this gentleman that I know that's 29 and is still a virgin, he won't sleep with women because he finds them unattractive. Specific women. Like women have gone to him and be like, I'll do whatever you want. You're a virgin. That sounds like a really good time. Mainly me that said this. Um, But he won't go for these women because... um, He's just like, uh, I don't like how they have this weight here or, you know, something doesn't seem right there or something like it's a physical reason. Yeah. Is that something that occurred to you or? I mean, sometimes, but there <clears throat> sometimes there were just women who I, I was interested in. They just weren't interested in me, which is fair. It's I, I've known a few guys who kind of were like that, too. Uh, and it's just sometimes it's just making excuses. Sometimes it's just you're not. You're just not, you're genuinely not interested. Like, I, based on conversations I've had with other people, I think I just have, a, like, a lower interest in sex than most men. I'm I'm not, like, ace or anything, but, like, it's just not as much of a driving factor for me as it is for other people. High five. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I enjoy doing it with you. You know, like whenever, like I'm cool, but also it's yeah, I agree. Like I'm it's not it's never a priority for yeah, me. Like, unless I'm like already interested in the person, like there are people who are attractive enough they could be like, Hey, we should do it and I'm like, fine. But there's not it's never a situation where I'm like if I don't have this sex with this person, I'm going to be upset. And you're just like, if it happens, cool. If not, oh well. A certain time of the month, I will be upset. Well, that's a biological imperative at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find that fascinating. Um, uh, as a human being with an incredibly high sex drive, I, I, that, that does interest me to some degree. And then like, um, so like men in Japan, what are they called? The men that are shut-ins. I can't remember the name. Uh, I remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it's called. I, hereabouts, we call them incels. But right here, yeah. we call them incels. There's a specific name for them in Japan, and like, um, but there, it's actually very average that the, yeah. people don't lose their virginity until they're like 30. Yeah, it's because you got to be like a. You have to have your career all figured out and everything. Like, right. Mm. There's a lot more focus on specific traditions and stuff in Japan than there is here, where it's. I mean, here you had Elvis singing songs about getting laid, and like that was back in the fifties that we tell ourselves were very puritanical, but really weren't. I also want to point out that the suicide rate in Japan is also really high. So I think people mm. should get laid a little bit more often. I mean... Yeah, I don't think it should be dependent on your career. It's two separate things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I agree. More If if everybody's down for it, then more people should be getting laid. But it's... Uh, it's not always a... It's usually not just a one-person decision-making process. So... <laughs> you're right usually it's not Those ideally it's ideally it's not a one person decision making <laughs> process ideally uh bill cosby anyways <laughs> um speaking of bill cosby have you would you he you know he's touring again i had heard that yeah would you go see his show i don't I don't really have a whole lot of connection to Bill Cosby, so, like, I was shocked that he got out, but also not entirely surprised. And I, I wouldn't have seen him on tour if he hadn't had all the sex scandal and everything. Like, it wouldn't have appealed to me if he wasn't a monster, so it's not going to now that we know that he is. Yeah, right. that's kind of how I feel. Like, I've seen the Cosby show, you know, when I was a kid, and there was literally nothing else on. Yeah, I was scrolling through, and it's on TV land or something. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't really care for him. I mean, like, if it was, like, for free, and yeah. I wasn't doing anything else better that night, then sure. <laughs> I would go. Like, don't get me wrong. I like some problematic artists. I enjoy Kiss. Gene uh, Simmons. Kid Rock. I don't really like Kid, like Kid Rock at all, but like Gene Simmons is a fucking asshole, and I still love his music, even though it's pretty generic. Uh, uh, there's, I'll listen to a Louis C.K. release, and that's another real problematic person. But I love his comedy, though. Yeah, He's like, brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, if it's somebody who didn't appeal to me before, I'm not going to even be tempted with something like that. Mm -hmm. So... 
Yeah, I'd probably go see him, but Bill I don't really want to because I feel like I'd fall asleep through it. <laughs> yeah, that was a setup for just that. It was a long one. way to go for that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Man, there was something else I wanted to ask about, but I forgot what it was. Do you uh, do you like clean comedy? I mean, if it's funny, it's funny, whether you say fuck or not. So, like, I don't... Somebody's not going to be like, oh, well, this is a clean comedy show. And I'm like, oh, well, never mind. Like, Right. So it just... I'll listen to Jim Gaffigan, but I'm not, like, actively seeking it out. I'm also, like... As far as the four-way comedy scene goes, I'm not technically a comedian, so... It's a little bit of a different status for me. Like, it's always kind of blown me away that in the early days, especially, we would have comedians who come up to me like, oh man, magic must be way harder than comedy. It's like, magic is so much easier than comedy. Like, if I do, if I do fucking terrible, as long as the trick works, people still enjoy it. Like, comedy, all you have is you. But you, you seem to mix magic with comedy. Yeah, that's, uh, it's really easy to be a bad magician, but still get like people to laugh and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also real easy to be a shitty magician who people are upset they have to sit through a magic show for. So, but you're a good magician and you're funny. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, this is a. It's not as prominent now, but there's a history of like enmity between magicians and comedians historically. Like, if you talk to, like, older comics, they'll talk, tell you how much they don't fucking like magicians. There was actually some of that when I first started in the scene. Uh, Sam Hollis, uh, me and Isaiah's buddy Sam Hollis, who lives in California now, uh, when I first started coming around, he had been in Chicago, and, like, so about a month after I got started, he was at Wrigley, and he was, like, and he was heard there was a magician, he was real mad about it, and be like, well, Sam, what's your deal? He's like, magic fucking sucks, and it has no place in an open mic, and just blah, blah, blah. And then everybody's looking at me like I'm going to get offended, but I'm just laughing because I'm like, just wait. And so I went up and I did mm-hmm. the thing where I put the screwdriver in my face and he was like, oh, he's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, You can do whatever you want. Like, it's okay. So when me and Kristen, we went to Chicago and uh, she put on like a thing by Maria Bamford and she was saying all this shit about like, you can do laundry and that's stand up, you know? And I, I don't know. I just feel the like Andy Kaufman approach, yeah. I, I hate the I hate the like gatekeepiness of like what stand up is or like yeah. what it should be. Like you even though like you're doing magic, I still see it as you doing stand up too. Yeah, and like my biggest influence as a magician is like Penn and Teller, who mm-hmm. like you know, they're magicians first and foremost, but the whole thing with them is like if you're funny, then people don't care that it's a if it's a magic show or not. Like they'll mm-hmm. still enjoy. Like you have to put on a good show, and then it doesn't matter what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's always been kind of my driving factor. It's like because most people, if they if they encounter magic, it's not good. Like most people in any art aren't very good, but it's easier to find good stand-up than it is to find good magic, just because there's more comedians. Mm. And most people's experience with magic, if they have any, is like on TV a birthday party magician, which are usually guys who aren't very good. Uh, sorry to the guys that I know who are birthday party magicians. All the, all the four wing magicians are pretty good, but mm-hmm. it's a statistically speaking, there's a reason why uh, birthday magicians are portrayed the way they are on TV. And 
or it's either their uncle, grandpa, or some dickhead at a frat party who does one trick and then explains how it's done. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting like a real experience. You're getting somebody who's like, ah, here's a fun gag and then go fuck yourself. Get out of here. Yeah. And I've I've always wanted, been very conscious about avoiding being that. Cause yeah. Well, because like you do things that are like unexpected kind of. Yeah. And like... Also, no one really knows how you do it, yeah. except for like I feel like the string through the the eye. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's really m- magic as much as it is science, but mm-hmm. it is really gross. Uh, yeah, that's uh. So when I was getting started, uh, actually doing live stuff, aside from the stuff that I would do with like open mics and stuff, there was a guy called his name's Joe, but he went by Misfit. He was part of Misfit's Renegade Sideshow. And we would go to like Carl's Tavern in New Haven and stuff, and we would do we do sideshow stuff. So he would like he would like do sword swallowing. He'd have me stick the screwdriver in my face. He would escape from handcuffs or whatever. And it was very much like everybody else we knew who was doing magic was doing like card stuff and cups and balls, and it's all cool stuff. But it doesn't really work in like a not close up setting. Mm-hmm. So we. Yeah. So he was like, well, I'm different from these guys and you're different too, so we should work together. And I was like, cool. And then there's a, you know, the the trick that I do where I have the phone in the bag? No. Okay, well, it's a variation on what's called spike roulette. Okay. Which is where you have a... Oh, like where a, you, you like to destroy someone's phone. I do not destroy somebody's phone, Stacey. That right, is the you entire don't point. do it, but it's like that's the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, as part of the sideshow, there was one night, and then Joe, what Joe was like, we're going to have you go one last. We just need you to bring out something real impressive. And I was like, okay, I got the right thing. And so I stuck a three-inch roofing nail through a deck of cards, mm-hmm. and I put that in one of the bags instead of a phone. And so I spin it around... And there's four bags. And the first one, I smash it. It's good. No problems. Spin it around again. I smash the next one. Good. No problems. So we're down to two. And I spin it around again because I had them all on a Lazy Susan because I didn't have Isaiah there to mix them up. And mm-hmm. I lift my one hand up and I bring it down, but I stop because I'm like, oh, no, it's a fake out. And then while I'm doing this, I make eye contact with the prettiest girl in the bar. And she's the only one there who's single, as far as I know. Uh, there's a reason why I didn't ever get a chance to talk to her. And I raise, I shoot her a wink, and then I raise my hand up, and then I slam my hand down on the other one, and I see it before I feel it. Mm. The back of my hand kind of grows about half an inch, and then I'm like, oh, no. Maybe they won't notice. <laughs> and so I lift my hand up, and the bag came with it, and I was like, well, I guess that didn't go to the plan. So I... <laughs> You stabbed yourself in the hand. It was a very minor case of impalement, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then I yanked that off, and I'm throwing all my stuff in my bag, and I get a Band-Aid from the bartender, and like as I'm leaving, because I have to drive myself to the ER because I just put a nail in my hand. Mm. So you fucked up your trick. Yeah, I fucked it up real bad. Because you, you wanted to fuck some girl. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, it would have been... The reason why it was especially bad was because I couldn't stick around because I had to go to the ER because uh, the day after the next, this was Saturday night, Monday I had to drive down to Mount Airy, North Carolina, which is a 13-hour car drive for my job. And if you've got a big hole in your hand, uh, slinging steel around is not the most sanitary thing. Did you take the day off? 
Well, I had Sunday, so I was good. But did you get a tetanus shot? Yeah, I got a tetanus shot. They gave me some antibiotics and some painkillers that I didn't use because I had to go drive 13 hours. But yeah, it was uh, not my finest hour. So do you still do that trick now? Not that way. <laughs> you do it with someone's phone instead? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, the thing about Spike Roulette is there's a lot of videos online of what happened to me happening to somebody else. Oh. Like, oh, yeah. was there a video of you? That's there was not a video of me that time. That no. sucks. <laughs> That's part of the fun, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like so we play us as comedians play onto, you know, trying to get people to laugh, but yeah. you're getting people's fears involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which is a lot of fun. So when you see comedians and they're not, or I'm sorry, you see magicians and they're not on television, you're like, is it going to happen? It's like evil Knievel in yeah. a way, you know. Well, Penn and Teller actually have a thing about that. They say, I think Harry Houdini was the one who originally said it, but their thing is, if it's more dangerous than sitting in your living room at home, you shouldn't do it. So, okay. like... Like, c- so literally anything you shouldn't do. <laughs> well, <laughs> anything that I do now isn't actually that dangerous. It might look like it, but I'm very conscious of, like, nothing I do is dangerous. Like, I might get a cut when I'm doing the razor blade swallow, or what the shit. fuck? You've definitely seen me do that one. No. I guarantee you. I would not watch that. Well. Yeah, you probably have done it. It's just every time we look away. Well, or you, she looks, you definitely haven't because pro- I have only performed like three times since you've been in the scene. Do you, That's true. Do you actually swallow a razor blade? As far as you know. Oh. Well, how do you get cut? Where do you get cut? Uh, I've had it clip my, my lip when I was pulling it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most embarrassing time for that one, it was at the latch string when that was still a thing, and I did that, and another part of my act, I gave a copy of my book to Genesis Easton, who's a area comic. I don't know if she still does it, but she used to be doing a lot around here, and then she moved, and then she moved back. It's a whole thing. Never what a dope that. name. She's really cool. She's funny as fuck. Uh, I wish she would come around more. <clears throat> but So I gave her a copy of my book, and then after the show... She came over and she's like, you should sign this. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And I reached into my pocket where I thought I had my marker. Oh, no. But I didn't realize that what was actually in there was just the razors. So oh, my God. I ended up cutting up my it's hand like pretty saw. bad. It was, again, not my finest hour. Did you sign her book with your blood? No, I managed to sign it with a marker and then hurry into the bathroom. It would have been a better call to have her take a look at it because Genesis was also a nurse. <laughs> I was too embarrassed to own up to that mistake at the time. Well, so she didn't see your blood? No, it took a minute for it to start bleeding. Oh. Oh, yeah, razor uh, cuts. They yeah. take a minute. It's like a paper cut. Yeah, it's because mm. it's razor sharp, so it just goes in there, so mm. you get get pretty deep. Mm. But, Did you have to go to the hospital that time, too? I mean, I probably should have, but I didn't. Do you have any scars? I have a bunch of scars, not from that, but... To the listeners listening at home or wherever you listen to your podcasts, he's showing some. That's my most prominent scars. one. That one right there. What's yeah. that from? Uh, we were cleaning up some stuff at my work, and there was a big sheet of metal behind mm-hmm. one of my machines. And I was like, "I've got to get rid of this. It's been sitting here for like a year." So I picked it up and I moved it, and I dropped it on the scrap hopper, and it bounced up and it caught me. Mm. And this is like five minutes before I was supposed to go home, and I was like, 
Well, I could talk to the HR lady, who happened to be my mom. Oh. <laughs> or I could not do that. So I went over to the first aid kit, and I washed it out with a bunch of antiseptic and some like antibacterial wipes, and then I put a bandage on it, and then I just drove home. And I'm like, if it doesn't fall off by the morning, I'm probably fine. I just had some flashbacks <laughs> to when I worked at Home Depot. <laughs> I, I got... Uh, like, I found an acid drip <laughs> from one of the pallets, and it got on me, and then I had to sign some paperwork. I feel like I sh- probably should have read that. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. If it's Home Depot and they're having you sign it, like, it's probably just boilerplate stuff to say, like... You're not going to sue the company. Yeah, well... But you- what if I wanted to sue them? Well, they don't want you to do that. What if I? What if I lost my arm... You probably wouldn't lose your arm. You'd probably just end up losing your fingertips or something. I mean, I didn't even get burned from the acid because I washed it off right away. Yeah, you know? but they were, they were probably like, she wasn't wearing her PPE and we have to make sure she acknowledges that. Oh, yeah, definitely. PPE? Like what? Like Protective like equipment. No, I know, I know what that means, but like over my entire body, my entire body is covered. I mean, anything that you're going to touch a pallet with. Like oh, the cl- palate was not supposed to be leaking acid. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> why weren't you wearing a hazmat suit when you handled it, Stacy? Because <laughs> it wasn't even relevant to what I was doing. It should, like, honestly, it probably shouldn't have even been there. Well, maybe clearly they were covering. The, maybe they wanted to. If you got superpowers, they wanted to make sure they could have the right to your superpowers. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty common. Yeah. So, that's probably what it was. What's the furthest you've ever moved a pallet? Dumb question. I know. With a forklift? If you've ever driven a forklift? No. No, just move a pallet. What do you mean by that? Like, bare with... hands with a pallet jack, whatever. I've used pallet jacks. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I worked at Home Depot. I probably moved a pallet pretty far at Home Depot. It's a big store. Yeah, I don't know the square footage of my work, so I can't really answer the question. Uh, do you have like a um something to track your your foot traffic? I got uh I do now. I have a pedometer on my phone and I have Pokemon Go, which bo- which also does that, but I don't. Do you? Yeah. So <laughs> To the listeners listening at home that I work with. <laughs> you just want to talk about yourself. I just want Sorry. people to know how fit I am. Yeah, go on. No, I'm not fit at all. But like sometimes to keep myself like busy. Um, you were gonna say I'm not fit at all. Thanks, was, babe. But then I but then I tapped you with my foot to let you know that I love you. To let you know that I'm being flirty. <laughs> <laughs> you unfit fuck. I can't wait. Um no, uh, sometimes I'll just move a pallet just because, like, I want to look like I'm busy, but I have mm-hmm. nothing better going on. So I didn't know if, like, that's things that other people do no, or the, just the me. The secret is to grab a clipboard and walk with purpose. If you do that, people are like, oh, clearly she's going to do something. I will sometimes grab a pallet, an empty pallet, along with a pallet jack, just to go to the break room and get some chips so it looks like I'm doing something when I'm not actually doing anything. That's awesome. See, my strategy is to just go in and get the chips and if they have a problem with it i 
go, that's eh, hard for party rocking, and then I keep going. See, I've done that so many times. I have to get creative. <laughs> just, you know, I got to figure things out. Just grab a clipboard, and they'll be like, oh, what's she going to do? I bet she's going to do something official. <laughs> right. Like, she never does anything official. Something's got to be up. Maybe she's turning in paperwork. Oh, yeah. On my pallet jack. Do you actually work at your job? Because, like, you're just always texting me. Nah. I don't I don't work at all. Like I look busy and like I can multitask. So like I just move things with my hands basically. This is what your job is. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. I could do that one-handed. Where do you work? K-Banks. Oh, that's a good question. That's a really great question to ask off the pod. <laughs> um she doesn't want any stalkers. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I mean, I already got enough stalker problems. Why'd you look at me when you said that? What? One of them started a podcast with me. <laughs> no, her idea. <laughs> Way to always put me in blame. <laughs> um, no, I had a I had a stalker uh, once upon a time for quite a long, quite a while. So I don't need any more of that. That's fair. Have you ever had a stalker? Have you ever stalked anyone? No to both questions. Stacy, have I ever stalked anyone? Yeah, we'll go with that one first. Yes, absolutely. All right, can you elaborate? Are we talking about like actual like hiding in the bushes stalking, or are we talking like Facebook stalking? No, I'm talking about like I feel like I've talked about this on this podcast before. I don't remember the specifics. Uh, I'm talking about driving past uh someone's house who lives in a different town than me as a teenager. Just oh, to yeah. see if their car is there. Yeah, that, okay, you're hiding in the bushes. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been unrequitedly enamored with somebody, so I was I was at her work a lot, but I made sure to not go there like more than like once a month because if uh, I was subconsciously like this is kind of weird if I'm just here every day, but I was also like eh, she's nice. But yeah, I I didn't like ask for a phone number or anything, so I tried to avoid being too weird about it. I get that. I'm sorry. Okay. Also, Perry Asher, if you're listening, yes, that one day I did stalk you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perry Asher was my manager at Michael's. He was beautiful, beautiful man, and I had a huge crush on him. I did, and. Uh, and then uh, I started working at a hotel a couple years later. And then I found out that he also worked at that same hotel, but he was like the night shift front desk person. And so then one day I went to an open mic out of town and on my way back into town, I thought I have something in my locker at work that I could really use right now. Oh, classic move. Well, I stopped by there. And, uh, yeah, he was there. And then we had a cigarette together. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell that yeah. doesn't count as stalking, though. But I, it does because I had a crush on him and I went there to see him. I still don't, I don't think that, cr- I think that the line of stalking is like a lot and it's repeated and it's unwanted. Like, you're not harassing anybody in that situation. Because if that's the uh, case, I've stalked quite a bit in my younger years. I've done a lot of stalking, if that counts as stalking. Okay. I, 
<clears throat> sorry i don't know i'm just trying to two my own horn i guess but like no i'm not like a fucking creep like i'm not gonna do anything like too major and like get in trouble you're not gonna like pick the locks on the house or anything no i might want to but can, i'm not gonna go that far can you pick locks uh i haven't in a long time but my i used so this is uh, relevant to my magic origin story uh I used to unironically wear like a utility belt like Batman and I had like a bunch of shit in there. I had <clears throat> I had like a first aid kit, I had handcuffs, I had weapons, I had flashlights and you know, eventually I'm like, well there's not a whole lot of money in the superhero game and there's also not a lot of like costumed crime in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I should probably find a different set of skills to apply whatever I can of this to. And eventually I was flipping through the channels and I saw Chris Angel Mind Freak and I was like, there it is. Uh, but yeah, I use, like I can, I have the stuff to pick locks. I haven't in a long time, but my best friend's mom, they gave me the code to the garage door opener. And when the garage door opener stopped working because we use it so much, they didn't want to give me a key for whatever reason, even though I'd had free reign of their house for the last like 10 years at that point. So I was just like, all right, I'll pick the lock at the back door. And so I picked the lock frequently enough that eventually the lock broke and they oh. had to replace it. And when they replaced it, it was like, they were like, we should give Clint a key. And I was like, yeah, you probably should. Wait, who were these people? I'm sorry, I stopped listening. They are my best friend's family. Oh, okay. So like, they knew me and everything, but. For a second, I thought it was your parents. <laughs> they weren't ready. No, they they usually, uh, if anything, call me to let them in their house. That actually happened earlier this year, or I guess last year. They locked themselves out of the house, and they also didn't have their phone, so they had to get a neighbor's phone to text me to tell me to come over and unlock their house. And it was very inconvenient because it was in the middle of the day, so I was at work. Brandon used to be a locksmith for the longest time. He can pick a lock pretty easily. Yeah, like, if you're good at it, it's, like, you can do it right away. I'm not super-duper good at it, but I was actually thinking about becoming a locksmith for a while because it's pretty good money, and it's a more interesting trade skill than what I got going on. It is. Um, I could probably set you up to be an apprentice if you want. Hell, yeah. Um, I might end up taking you up on that at some point. I don't know. Yeah, he's also a bald-headed guy, so you guys will get along great. Yeah, I was like, oh, you were at the meeting? I'm like, hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you probably already have met him. Might be related. You might. You kind of look alike. Yeah. Are you related to a bald locksmith? <laughs> Not that I know of, but... He will be. He will be. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Oh, I don't know how locksmith people work. <laughs> I just that's, had a... that's the one part of it. It's like, <laughs> this is the esoteric type of skill. Have you ever picked a lock? Have I ever picked a lock? Um, yes. Can you elaborate? Um, you know those types of doors that are in houses that like on one side it has like the lock and then on the other like doorknob it has like a hole in it. Like a little hole and you can stick a paper clip in there and if you oh. jimmy it around enough then it'll un unlock it. So you're talking about like like a bathroom door or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I used to have to do that all the time when I lived with Jess because that was very toxic. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I've never picked a lock besides the bathroom door thing, but I have, like, shimmied a door with, like, a butter knife or a card or something like that. Um, cool. 
Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, the lock picks are like the one like toolkit kind of item that I I still own, but I don't carry with me because if you get pulled over with that, it could be an awkward conversation. They're legal to own and everything, but if they decide they want to fuck jam you up, then they can also give you possession of burglary tools, which is a felony. So, mm. right, and you, I mean, if they ask you, "Are you a locksmith?" you can't be like, "Oh yeah, definitely," because they'll want like a card or some proof. Yeah, like you could say, like, "Oh, I'm just doing some work in my house," but also like, it's just easier to leave them at home. Like mm-hmm. I have had a couple people be like, "Hey, can you come pick the lock?" And it's like, I can swing by, but I'm not going to make any promises because I haven't successfully done this in years. Well. So. Shall we try eat what shall we try a fuck Mary kill or two emotions equal scenario? I feel like two emotions equal scenario might be fun with Clint. Unless Clint, do you have any other game ideas that we could do on a podcast? Not offhand, no. Okay. We could always do pick a topic out of a hat. I forgot my hats. Actually I, I Where's the hat? I couldn't find them. Actually. Just a really apropos title for this podcast, huh? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I have hats, but do you have topics? I do. Yeah, I've got a couple hats. Go get one. Do you want to do, do that? Sure. Okay. <sighs> now I have to get up. All right, I'll be back. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. Harvey likes to talk, too. <laughs> Harvey. Cute cat. I like very cats. Cute cat, yeah. yeah. I saw a thing on Facebook today about like weird cat patterns. And there were a lot of cats that had like hearts on them. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen uh, my friend's dog. They have a big St. Bernard and he's got like a little ghost on his butt. They call it his boo butt. A ghost? Yeah, like a little like Pac Man ghost. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. He's a big sweet boy. He's also a drool monster, so I try to keep him at arm's length whenever I'm over there. Mm, yeah, I don't like big drooly dogs. I don't like dogs that drool a lot, and I don't like dogs that shed a lot. I mean, I'm fine with the shedding. Like, that's. I wear a lot of black, and my roommate's got a half white cat, so I get. I kind of have to dress and then leave if I'm going to be doing anything. Mm-hmm. But. Like a lot of like this shirt and these pants are made of like nylon, so they don't hold pair at all. So that's awesome. Yeah, I just have like lint rollers. Like I have one in my car. And yeah, I have one in my house. I've got a couple of those sitting around too, just because sometimes it's sometimes I'm like, well, I don't feel like getting a different shirt than this one, so we're just gonna go ahead and go over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks though is when you have animals that shed and then you have couches that like really hold, Just hold the, it, yeah. the hair. Yeah, I'm I'm really gonna have to um uh go to town on my couches before we have my birthday party. Um Or you could just tell people to deal with it. <laughs> Which hat do you want to use? Let's go with the bowler there, yeah. You look so cute. Thank you so much, Tacey Stark. Do you have topics? I do, but I'm going to take a picture of you first. Do you want me with the microphone? Whatever. You trying to look sexy now? No, because it's not working. Yeah, you look you look cute before. Okay. No, go back to just looking at me. 
for those listening at home, Stacy and Kay are being adorable right now. Aw, right, so you. sweet. I appreciate it. That's nice. Nice of you. All right, I'll grab my shit. My mom has uh, three large dogs and three cats. So her house is littered with... I mean, her house is immaculate. It's really beautiful, but um, it's just animal hair everywhere like everything is hardwood and leather yeah that doesn't change it yeah i was gonna say we have all hardwood at uh, my house but we don't have a whole lot of furniture so if you come over and you want to hang out you got to tell me in advance i'll dig out an office chair for you or something yeah um the only reason why i have so much furniture is because we combine two homes into one so all right topics out of a hat are these good topics stacy there's only one way to find out no, they were terrible last time. It was like... I heard Joey was very upset about it, yeah. It was like teeth and eggs and group dancing. Yeah. I mean, teeth are like one of those things that's really easy to have like a... Like if somebody tells you, I have an irrational fear of teeth, I'd be like, that's not irrational, dude. Just imagine if you just found a bunch of them out there, like... Oh, man. You'd be pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. I, I have two topics. I'll put one back. You can only have one. What should of those two should I have? Uh-uh. All right, if this is not a good topic, I'm going to blame you, Stacy. I'm sorry. They're, none of them are good. I mean, I got one that uh, I'm not a fan of, but I know that you, Stacy, are, so we can have some, some interesting repartee. Oh, goodness, okay. Uh, I got astrology. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. What is your star sign? I'm a Libra. Oh. I'm a Libra Cancer Cancer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I could see the cancer. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. <laughs> um, my One of my friends is... Uh, actually, I have a lot of friends who are into like witchy stuff. And she did like a reading for me. And she was like, oh, yeah, all that makes sense. It's like, all right. <laughs> I feel like if you just gather enough data points, you're going to get a couple hits in there. But if you say so, man. Doesn't Penn and Teller not believe in astrology either? They think it's all bullshit. Penn and Teller very famously are... So the lineage that kind of leads to me as a magician goes Blackstone Jr., actually Blackstone Sr., I guess, who's like a contemporary of Houdini, who trained and inspired and was a big factor for James Randi, who founded PsyCop and the James Randi Educational Foundation, uh, famously took on Uri Geller in like the 80s, 70s and 80s, is like a big skeptical icon... Uh, if you can prove, if you could prove uh, under scientific scrutiny that you had any supernatural abilities, he would give you a million dollars. He passed away a couple of years ago, uh, but I think Penn and Teller still carry on that challenge. Then it was Penn and Teller who were trained by, uh, like, not trained by James Randi, but like he claims he he claimed he put them together, but like they were both big fans of his anyway. And then Penn and Teller were a big inspiration for Brian Brushwood, who hosted a show called Scam School which is not what got me started in magic, but it is what kept me involved in magic. I actually got to meet Brian Brushwood last year. Uh, he did a class down in Texas that I went to, and it was very cool. But so that's, I am very much in line, like not with everything that Penn and Teller are into. I don't really jive with the libertarianism stuff, but yeah. like with like the scientific skepticism stuff, I'm very on board with that. Can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you think of a number between one and 30. I, oh, I sure can. All right. Are you thinking of that number? Sure. Are you really? 
All right. So pick a number between 1 and 30. Should you write it down? We should no. I mean, that's the easy test condition, but... All right. We'll just we'll just believe each just other. Just honor system. Yeah, just honor system. Yeah, we're all friends Oscar. here. What's your name again? <laughs> I already know what the number is. You already know what the number is. I think so. What was the what was the the gauge? One in thirty. One to thirty. But you're the one who's trying to show them that you're psychic. So. Seventeen. Nope. Twenty-eight. Nope. Oh shit! We're both wrong. Mm. Is it an even or an odd number? It is an odd number. Between one and thirty, it's not fifteen. Uh, I would say nineteen. Nope. All right, I am not psychic. Fifteen. Nope. Eleven. Getting further away. Twenty-nine. Twenty-five. Wrong way. Wouldn't be twenty-five. It'd be twenty. It's not twenty-seven. Uh, twenty-three. It is twenty-seven. It is twenty-seven. Didn't you say twenty-seven? No, she said twenty-eight. I said twenty-eight. So I was closest. All right. <laughs> If we're doing prices right rules, you went over it though, so I don't yeah. think either of us uh got it. <laughs> well you didn't. <laughs> that was a... so this was a few years back at the MMJ. I think it was the last MMJ festival we did. Uh I ran into a gal who I'd gone to high school with <laughs> who she was a senior when I was a freshman. And her sister was there, and her sister I'd kind of known, and her sister was real big in like astrology and all that stuff. She's like very witchy, and so she was like, "What's your sign?" And I was like, "Why don't you tell me?" Because I was being a smart ass. And she got, she's like, "Oh, I bet you're a Leo." And I was like, "Nope." And she she kept going. She got like five or six into it, and I was like, "Well, you know, if you keep guessing, eventually I'll get it." And they're like, "Well, yeah, that's how it works." Like, yeah, that is how it works. You know, you do have Leo vibes. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. When's your birthday? September 24th. That makes sense. I feel like, okay, so I don't believe in, I think it's all bullshit. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it's all, when I say it's bullshit, I don't necessarily believe it. It's just, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean. That being said, like. There are way, I don't believe in astrology, but it's not one of the ones that actually makes me angry. Like, if you want to. People use it as like a pop psychology thing. Same with like tarot and stuff. Like right. a lot of people will use it and then whatever the generalities are, they're like, okay, well, I, that gives me something to think about at least. So like astrology is fine. Like is the people who pretend that they can talk to dead people that kind of piss me off. But do you think that there are people who, there's people who make money off of that? But, okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit drunk. I don't know how to ask this question. <laughs> is it just the people that pretend that they can? Or is it, like, do you believe that people actually can? I don't believe that people actually can. Why? Because there's... When you make an assertion, the burden of proof is on you to prove that assertion. And mm. throughout human history, nobody's ever proven it under scientific scrutiny that they can talk to the dead. We have no proof that there is any life beyond this life. It's the same reason I don't believe in, like heaven or hell or anything mm. if somebody could show me a ghost then i'd be all for it because that's opens up huge new vistas as far as science goes but as far as like i know a guy who is whose father is best friends with john edwards the tv psychic yeah and we've never really talked about it that much because like i don't want to 
get shitty with somebody over their friends, relatives, whatever. Mm. But there's something inherently predatory about coming to somebody who's grieving and sad and like, I just want to talk to my mom, dad, son, daughter, whatever. And to come to them and say, oh yeah, I can definitely talk to them about it. Like some people think it's like putting them at ease or something, but like you're toying with people's emotions. And taking their money. Yeah. And like. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't. I mean, I think that if people do it like as a business, that's probably pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like, and like, you don't even, there's people like Sylvia Brown who claims to be able to do that and also like interfered in police investigations by saying like, oh, well, this is what I'm seeing and like just emotionally torturing people essentially over the stuff. So like, yeah. So again, if you, if you want to take your horoscope or you want to read your cards, that's fine. You're not hurting anybody. But like the people who make claims that actually do interfere with like real life or real science i Mm. i very much take issue with yeah no i listen to a lot of murder podcasts and uh yeah not once have i heard one where they said that the psychic was right there's a the old (laughs) joke there's the old joke uh you'll never see a headline psychic wins lottery and Mm. that's how you know it's not how you know it's bullshit it's just very strong evidence that it's bullshit yeah so you didn't like the show medium then I never saw the show medium, but I'm Great sure show. it was very entertaining. I know I agree with you in and at a at a degree like astrology and tarot is very similar in a form of entertainment as conspiracy is. Yeah, like it's not like it's not like is it fact or is it not? It's just fun to get to the point to yeah. where they get to. It's like a storytelling. Well, it's the same as like the Ouija board. Like except the Ouija board, we have pretty good understanding of how. It, how it probably works. It's subconscious, right? Yeah, it's the idiomotor reflex. Yeah, yeah. Like, you might not consciously be aware that you're doing it, but if you get enough into the headspace, like, your body's just going to go for it, and it's easy enough to convince yourself that you're not actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So. Right. That makes sense. Like, being hypnotized, that's really an it's, easy thing. It's Yeah, it's... Do you believe in hypnotism? I mean, we have evidence that shows that some elements of hypnotism work, but how much- You can mu- be hypnotized if you really want it. Yeah, how much of that is just you being like, okay, here's an external stimuli. I'm going to mm-hmm. actually do the thing that I want to do because I'm giving myself permission because of this. Exactly. Because I, 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 like, I've been hypnotized. Yeah. But then it, like, it got to a point where like, I did say something while I was hypnotized that I wasn't very comfortable with, and then I woke up. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't like Well, that. and that's that's what they say is, like, you can only be hypnotized if you're willing to. Yeah. So, like, how much of it is you actually needed to be hypnotized, and how much of it is you just needed permission? Right. So I was at a hypnotism show when I was, like, 12 once, uh, and, like, um, the whole time I was, like, playing along to do the the little stunts that they were doing. Mm. But in actuality, I was just like doing it just to be a part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm a narcissist. Well, and that's, it's not even a narcissism thing. It's just like, it feels good to be the center of attention. It's the yeah. reason why we step on stage. And like, there's a big set of that. Like the people who act like chickens and stuff, it just, you're not actually under anybody's power. It's just, this is a fun situation to be in. Like, mm-hmm. they say that like, I don't personally know anybody who does hypnotism act or anything, but like the guys who do say that you eliminate 90% of the audience within the first five seconds. Yeah. Mm. That's fascinating. Um, So you're a Libra. 
you said with a cancer, 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 cancer thing. Mm. And then you are Stacy. Aquarius, Aries, Aquarius. I don't know the in-depth of mine. All I know is I'm a cancer. I think it's cancer, Libra, whatever. You think? You should probably figure that out. I think it's cancer, Leo. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. You should really figure that. Because I haven't. Honestly, once I found out that I was uh, an Aries moon, uh, that really changed everything for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just made it so you're more able to interpret your own thoughts. Well. Well, because the sun is, if I'm remembering, uh, we could all t- call Tara. She would know. Uh, the sun is like how you present yourself to other people. Yeah. Tell us what this is. I don't really. I don't really know. I think the remember. moon is supposed to be like. You know, more like yeah. emotionally, like yeah, and then you're rising. I think I know so many people who could actually give like a coherent explanation of this, mm-hmm. and I, even if I don't believe it, I don't want to just completely misrepresent what all this stuff is supposed to mean. So, yeah, if you ever have Tara on here, she can explain it uh, a little bit more more accurately than I can. Yeah, Tara's a good Tara would be a good guest. Yeah. Uh, Kristen is a rising sign, is the Libra, the sun sign is a Cancer, and the moon sign is a Leo. Um, I think the rising sign is, if I remember right, is what you present to others, your sun sign. I was sign. totally wrong. I, I don't remember. I, I really don't. Can you, can you do sun sign, moon sign, rising sign? Can you say it in that order? Sure. So my sun sign is Cancer, okay. my rising sign is Libra, and my moon sign is Leo. Okay. Cancer, Leo, Libra. Yes. Okay. Moon sign is Leo, rising is Libra. I know because you switched it. My bad. I'm 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 reading it phonetic like I'm just reading it <laughs> off the thing that I had saved. Okay. I don't remember anyway. Yeah. Like I said, I know point is I'm important. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's where the Leo comes in. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the Leos are uh, show-offy. The Geminis are the... Wishy-washy. Uh, well, they're crazy is uh, the stereotype. Scorpios are horny. Libras are incapable of making decisions. No, that's not me. Yeah, that's... Uh, they did experiments to explain why people believe in horoscope well, so, in, in astrology and stuff, but like it's contradictory and it's very vague. Yeah, it's a uh, that one is called the Forer effect, named for the doctor who did the experiment on it. But they basically gave like I think it was like thirty, not a huge sample size, but like thirty people a personality test, which was real simple, and then they gave them all the same horoscope, and they said like. How accurately would you say this is? And everybody, like, it was like 70% of people said it was very accurate because it was just a lot of vague stuff. But again, if it gets you thinking and improving yourself, then I don't go nuts. Like, you can't prove a negative, so I can't prove that it's not real. So take that for what it's worth. Oh, to the listeners listening at home, um, for knowing that my sun rising and moon sign, how fucked am I? Just let me know. Leave it in the comments. Same with everybody else that told us, you know, our sun rising and moon. Anyways, so your Aquarius, 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 
Aries, Aquarius. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Also, any uh, pretty girls with uh, weird henna tattoos or whatever who want to explain how wrong I am, uh, that last name is S-P-A-H-R. I am on Facebook. The DMs are open. Nice. Also. Very smooth, I know. (laughs) Any um, pretty girls that are Scorpios, his um, Instagram is? It's at RekkaWizard, R-E-K-A Wizard. Recca Wizard. Who are Scorpios? I'm sorry, did I miss something? Are you looking for a Scorpio in particular? Uh, she was saying, I think she's alluding to Scorpios being horny. Is, oh, uh, all that's those, funny. All those Scorpios are not supposed to be... Scorpios are kind of compatible with Libras, I guess, but I I, uh, I think I think it's Aquariuses that I'm like are supposed to be like... Don't quote me on that. I don't... I'm half remembering something that I looked into like eight months ago because of Pretty Girl on a dating app. Uh, had astrology is very important to her, and I was like, "Well, I should see if this is even worth going into." Yeah. Well, you know I respect you... about you, Clint. Oh, okay. You, you say what you're gonna say. Sorry. <laughs> you're very thorough. Like, yeah. if you're gonna go somewhere or if you're gonna do something, you're gonna go 100. percent There's a pretty girl online that you really want to bone. You're not just gonna say something nice. You're gonna look into everything that she's interested in. And then become somewhat interested in it enough to look into it and then say something. Like, that's a really respectable quality yeah, that if, I don't if find we're gonna, If If I can just eliminate the conversation before it begins, then I'm going to do that. Because, like, if it's important enough that you're going to take it seriously, it's going to be something that will disqualify me immediately. So, Wait, if what's important enough? Like astrology. Like, if a girl's really into astrology and our star signs aren't compatible, like, mm. I'm not even going to go for it. Because she'll already yeah, think she'll, that it won't work. Yeah, she'll already have me eliminated, so. Well, I was I was going to say, uh, me and, and Kay are totally doomed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I must say, the most heated lesbian relationships that I've been in mm-hmm. are with. Uh, Gemini's and Aquarius's. You've been with other Aquarius's? Yeah, that stalker I was telling you about. Uh, we haven't talked about the stalker that I had. It, not really. Yeah, I don't think we delved into that. What What did they do? So, this person was interesting. Um, did she make like a doll out of your hair? She wanted to. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about dedication. She no, she would call me for years, star sixty nine ing, um, just um, just and just be blank. I knew it was her because it was like right after we broke up. Right, like you would answer, and then there would be, it would be silent. It would just be end. completely silent, and nothing I would say get them to talk. Okay, and this would happen all the time, at least once a month. How do you know it was it was her? Because it happened right after we broke up. It never happened before until right after mm. we broke up. And then right after we broke up for, I want to say, like six years. For six years? Every month. Once a month for six years. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, no, I did have this um, ex-girlfriend, Heather, who... Um, I mean, it wasn't like that, but I definitely would like text her after like every so like few months and like kind of try to like bring stuff back up because, you know, I was like, "Eh, I don't really know if we should have broken up. You know what I mean? 
I don't know if that qualifies as stalking, but that is like that's pretty common behavior. Like, yeah, a lot of people do shit like that. Were you drunk when you did it? No, but there are certain <laughs> times of day when I'm more likely to bring things up. I don't know if you've noticed. Like when I'm in a good mood. No, like. I feel it like when I first wake up or if it's like late at night, I feel like that's when I'm the most likely to say things that maybe I shouldn't. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay. Well, this lady's name was Arlene. Arlene? How old was she? She was <laughs> older than my mom. Really? So there's a lot of... Very problematic components to this. There were so many problematic components. Giving, I was 19. You're giving me shit about my previous relationship? <laughs> I was 19. You're 28. Yeah, but I mean, Laura's pretty attractive for her age. I'm not going to talk about Laura's attractiveness on the podcast. I, I am just saying... Everyone's always focused on how much older than me she is, but no one's ever like, well, what are her actual qualities? You know what I mean? <laughs> Again, I never even heard Laura speak, so. <laughs> okay, so you don't know. I'm not going to go there. I'm just not. I am I refuse. Am I making you uncomfortable? Arlene was a very nice lady. I was 19, <laughs> so it was really cool. She was very charismatic. And and she groomed you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just got out of a halfway house for yes. sobriety at the time. Yes. And oh she's like... So this woman's nefarious. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but she knew how to play. Like, she's manipulative as fuck. Arlene, if you're listening... Probably been doing this for a while. I don't know if you're gonna li- you're alive. Sounds like me in the future. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, she faked having cancer to get people to give her sympathy. And then out of that spawned some sort of relationship that we had. Mm -hmm. uh, People be doing that. It became romantic. Yeah, it was was an interesting situation. You were like, oh, you're dying of cancer. Let's get on that. No, it wasn't exactly like that. Don't know how long we got, but we better get to it. (laughs) I was just in awe in the fact that, like, she was dying of cancer, but she had such a, like positive lease on life and like i was like 19 and i hated everything so i was like how can i understand that and then through that mentorship became a romantic relationship had a spring autumn romance yeah well or whatever i was spring is well yeah that's how that goes do you think that you maybe learned something about life from this person and maybe became a better person because of it? Yeah, I don't fucking trust people. That's something <laughs> okay. I learned. Okay. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin told us not to trust anybody, so. But do you maybe have a more positive outlook on life, too? <laughs> no. No? No. But she does know that if she gets cancer, she can slide into that sweet 19-year-old poon. That's right. I'm grooming everybody. I mean. Nobody's safe. Honestly, baby, you're so good looking. You could probably have any 19-year-old that you want. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I appreciate that compliment. You're welcome. So, <laughs> what's your welcome topic, to the Stacey? last episode of the Where's My Hat podcast? <laughs> Soft reset. Um, what's your what's your topic? Uh, TV shows. I enjoy television shows. Didn't we already cover that a little bit? We, we talked about some. TV we talked about a few material. TV shows. We didn't, yeah. What's your favorite TV show? 
favorite TV show, probably Cowboy Bebop or Firefly. Firefly's really good too. Firefly was fucking bomb. I'm not as obsessed about it as anybody who watched Firefly, but uh, they made a movie, did they not? Yeah, uh, Serenity. It's yeah. uh, I. Every couple of years, I rewatch. I watch Firefly and Cowboy Bebop, and I include now I include both the movies. But yeah, like there's a it's prime Joss Whedon, so there's like a lot. Oh, of, I love Joss Whedon. He did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, and this. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Fire, Firefly was or Buffy. Uh, Buffy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Firefly, when they made the movie, Serenity, that was the, his first feature film before we realized what a bastard he is. But He's a bastard? Yeah, he's a shitty dude. What'd he do? He's just really abusive to all the people he works with. Uh, Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia, I mm-hmm. think, he was like super, super shitty to her. He like told her she was fat when she got pregnant and stuff. Like, Not a nice dude, uh, but he'll never take Firefly from me. Um, Wait, was this when they were shooting Angel? Was she actually pregnant in that show? I I don't know the exact timeline, but uh, she's talked, spoken out about it, and a lot of the other like Buffy cast people have also said stuff about it. Interesting. Yeah, this all broke because uh, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in Justice League, said that uh, when Josh Whedon came on to do reshoots, he was a fucking dick. And Ray Fisher was like, I'm not fucking dealing with this, so I'll get blacklist from Hollywood if it means bringing attention to this. Mm-hmm. He also said that when Gal Gadot corroborated what Ray Fisher said, uh, Joss Whedon was like, well, English isn't her first language, so she probably didn't understand what I meant, which I said she was a shitty actress. So, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he definitely has a point. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> What a rude dick. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, Firefly is, like, it's very quotable. Despite uh, who the creator is, like, it's still a show that I enjoy, like, going back to. And it's only 13 episodes, so you can get through it in, like, a weekend pretty easily. Did you ever watch Farscape? I never did. I've been told by multiple people that I should check it out because it's, I've seen, like, half an episode. It's tonally kind of similar and it's got a similar aesthetic and everything yeah there's it's definitely a fish out of water type story yeah that was really good um it's like uh from what i saw it's kind of like the version of start the star trek kind of aesthetic that would actually appeal to me so um yeah there's a bit of that um it's definitely a lot like stargate in a way too yeah that's another one that i i've seen a little bit more stargate i've seen like four episodes of that but You've only watched four episodes of Stargate? Yeah. Did you watch the movie ever? I think I caught the tail end once, but like, I'm into that kind of kitschy sci-fi stuff, because like, I've seen like Enemy Mine, I've seen like the original, the OG Star Trek, like, live action kind of televised sci-fi appeals to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek series. Uh... The original one's the only one that I've seen enough of to really be a fan, but I also like, I caught like TNG when it was on after I got home from school. I've seen a couple episodes of, I've seen a couple episodes of most of it. It's just I never got into it enough to really be like a real trekker. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what's your topic? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's 10.06. Oh. Yeah. Um, Mine is boyfriends. Oh, cool. What's your favorite boyfriend, Clint? <laughs> <laughs> Best boyfriend you ever had. <laughs> Isaiah? <laughs> he could only wish. <laughs> um, 
Best boyfriend. Uh, Clark Kent is a very good boyfriend to Lois Lane. Okay. Poor Clark. Poor Clark. Why? He's kind of a simp. Is he? You know, for a woman like Lois Lane, I would be a simp too. Okay. I, I would really be know. a simp for Wonder Woman, for sure. For Diana Prince, they're b- absolutely. And You're th- gay. And they're good friends, but Clark's a one-woman man. He's the idealized Midwestern boy, not an actual Midwestern boy, because a lot of a lot of us are uh, problematic. But not not Clark Kent, though. That just back me up here. That was a gay thing she said. That was though. a very gay thing she said, but she's not wrong. Yeah, but also you're gay, so whatever. <laughs> uh, your favorite boyfriend, Stacy? My favorite boyfriend that I ever had. Yeah, was it Dominic? No, it was Mason Gates when I was in fourth grade. Aww. He was a southern gentleman. He had white blonde hair and glasses. He kind of looked like um, Macaulay Culkin, but in uh, um, My Girl. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But he had he had a southern accent because he was from the south. So he wasn't like Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son? I don't... I've never seen that. He's a killer. Oh, cool. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I like murderers. Um, but anyway... First, uh, not very good. He, he said that... Um, our song was that song, uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Oh. Aww. Yeah. What a sweetie. Yeah. I don't remember why we broke up. I'm kind of sad that we broke up. Probably because you were in fourth grade and that kind of thing doesn't tend to last. He might have moved away. I mean, that's a good valid reason. <laughs> it couldn't be because you're, like, gay. I am gay, but hey, if Mason Gates is stuck around, then maybe I wouldn't be. Maybe he could have stopped it. Mm-hmm. Fucking Mason Gates, if you're listening. He he was he was the perfect boyfriend. What if he's like no offense. What if he's like bald and like, you know, a serial killer? Would you still give him a shot? What if he's just a like aggressively masculine, like has a big lumberjack beard and shit? Like the opposite of your type? You know, I found a Mason Gates on Facebook, and I added him. This is a few years ago, and uh, I don't know if it's him or not, but he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Speaking of, there's, according to Facebook, only one other Clint Spar in the United States, and I get his email sometimes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because... Uh, you know, it's not super often. Uh, other Clint, if you're listening to this, you should really get to your firefighter training. I'm sure that they could really use you. Uh, but yeah, he, he's like, I think by now he's like 21. But he just occasionally signs me up for email stuff. Like, okay, dude. Like, <laughs> do you know other Clint's? Uh, I am friends with one other Clint, uh, Clinton Brigette, who is a flight attendant who I've known since college. But like. You'll meet another one here and there, but he, yeah. Well, uh, he, he usually goes by CJ, but I usually refer to him as the other Clint, so that people will know that I'm talking about him. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Um, who's your favorite boyfriend? Mine? Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> um, just kidding. They're all one night stands. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. There was a guy, a little redheaded boy named Jake, who I got married when I was 11. Mm-hmm. He was cute. He was a good guy. 
Um, and really, I don't know. I don't have too many ex-boyfriends. Just a lot of ex-girlfriends? I have a lot of ex-girlfriends. See, I told you she's gay. It's not like... It was just like, you know, <laughs> men don't really want a relationship. That's not necessarily true. Most of them. I think you're gay. But women, like, as much as you want, like, a one-night stand with a woman, they just kind of want something. Sounds like, you're, sounds like you're doing a lot of copium right now, K-Banks. Copium? What does that mean? I've never done copium before it's, in my it's life. It's an internet term, meaning you are coping, meaning you are making excuses. Yeah, I think that all of the decisions made in your relationships have been your own. Well, yeah, I'm not a. I'm only a victim of my own demise, but yeah, <laughs> um, my own circumstances. But I, yeah, no, I'm boyfriends. Justin, Justin, uh, looked like the guy, the lead actor from Twenty One. Do you remember that movie? Not no. really. Um, he was the lead actor, same lead actor that was in um, Across the Universe. Okay, okay. I didn't see that one, but I vaguely remember like the trailers and stuff. Brown hair. Brown hair. So like <laughs> that we narrows met, it down. <laughs> um so he was a good guy. He's kinda autistic. So Ooh, I like that. Um <laughs> it was kinda weird. And then um yeah, he was he was chill. He was very like nervous. Oh, he looked like that guy? Yeah. He looked exactly like that guy. Yeah, that guy does look nervous. <laughs> yeah, especially after we got done dating. But uh, no, he was really chill and he was really nice and he was really just a, a dumb 15-year-old. Oh, okay. And I was a Kinda dumb... Kind of looks like the guy from Skins. Or not Skins, uh, Other Siders. The Outsiders? Other Siders. I don't think I've seen it. I'm probably ma- naming the show incorrectly, and somebody will know what I'm talking about. It's a British show about three loser teenagers. Oh, the in-betweeners? That's the one. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, good show. Yeah. If only I could remember the name of it. Um, they made a movie, believe it or not. and I don't remember the specifics, but I think they go to Australia. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, any show that gets, like, a following gets a movie these days. They're finally doing the community movie. Really? Are they really? Yeah, they are. Uh, Is Chevy Chase going to be in it? No, they're never going to work with Chevy Chase again. Wait, why, what did he do? I forgot. He's just a dick. He's an asshole. He's, like, a notoriously shitty person. Hmm. And uh, the it was apparently so intolerable to work with him that they would, at, like, a Christmas party, they, would, they all chanted, fuck you, Chevy, in front of his wife and his kid. Um, but he was like an asshole to Donald Glover. He would never come to set on time. He was just—he always thought he was better. Like he thought he was such—he was so funny that after one season of SNL, he quit. Yeah, because he thought he could go some places. And like, well, that's really dumb. That the the reason why Pierce Hawthorne gets like progressively more shitty and racist throughout the show is because they were basically fucking with Chevy Chase. Oh, okay. Because he's such a dick. That's funny. Yeah, and that's why they ended up killing him off is because one day he said, well, if you keep writing me this way, I'm eventually going to say, and then he said the N-word uh, on stage or on set, 
And they were like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And then they killed him off. Wow. So wait, they just kicked him out and like rewrote whatever it was? I they, I don't think they had to do a whole lot of rewriting. I just <laughs> I think he was already not coming back at that point, and then they just wrote him off the show, and then they, he had one more appearance as a hologram, hologram yeah. and then that was the last they're going to do with him. But yeah, they're going to shoot start shooting in June. Didn't he like kill himself for a cult in the show? Uh, he he was part of a cult, and so they like vaporized his remains. Mm. Okay. But yeah, Chevy's an asshole. Yeah. I'd still talk to him, though. <laughs> I'd ask him what Bill Murray's like, because Bill Murray's also kind of an asshole. But Is he really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I've heard mixed things about Bill Murray. Bill Murray is like quirky and weird if you encounter him in real life, so people like he's got a cult status. And he's legitimately a lot funnier than Chevy Chase ever was, and he's in like he's a little choosier about his movies. So like he has a higher profile, but like he was super shitty to Lucy Liu on the set of Charlie's Angels. He's oh, yeah. he's been like really aggressive to a lot of other co-stars and stuff. So just kind of fuck Bill Murray too. But Man. yeah, he really likes uh, uh, the Anderson. What's his name? Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. A big fan of Wes Anderson. I think he's been in every Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I would talk to Bill Murray, though. He also, the guy who voiced Garfield on the cartoon of Garfield, uh, Bill Murray felt that he sounded too similar. So when they made the Garfield movie, he pulled some strings to get that guy fired so that he could voice it because he thought the guy who was directing it was one of the Coen brothers. But they weren't? Nope. Just another guy whose last name was Coen. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. What a guy. Um, who? What uh, SNL cast member would you ever meet if you had a chance to meet him in real life? Kate McKinnon. Out of all the cast members, living or dead, mm-hmm. for the past 50 years. I mean, okay, that's really not that fair because it's just because I have a huge crush on her. I don't okay, know. Okay, I get that. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably just do Andy Samberg, go real, real straightforward. He hasn't had like a career downward spiral yet. I'd be like, hey, Andy Samberg, you can put me in Hot Rod 2. And you'd be like, we're not making Hot Rod 2. I'm like, well, if you do, keep me in mind. Yeah. You could do uh, magic at a birthday party. Yeah. I guess another one uh, would be Fred Armisen. I love him. He's really cool. Yeah, he is really funny and really cool. Mm-hmm. I'd meet Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. No, that's not who I'd meet out of oh. all the cast members. um, I think I would meet Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. Will Ferrell would be really cool. You know, I wrote a screenplay when I was in middle school with Will Ferrell as, like, the lead actor. Like, I like I cast-typed him in a, in a movie. Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of anybody from when Will Ferrell was on there would be good too because like Chris Kattan was on there then which like I'm kind of iffy on Chris Kattan but like I haven't heard anything that makes me dislike him so but uh Tina Fey was on there around that time Sherry O'Terry I'd love to meet Sherry O'Terry yeah she's funny as fuck yeah she is Molly Shannon I'd love to Molly meet Molly Shannon was on oh, at the yeah. same time yeah um, 
I really would love to meet anybody that's been on SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, Tina Fey. It'd be cool to meet Keenan. Yeah, exactly. Keenan Thompson. Oh, yeah, the one that I did that competition to meet. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely not ask him anything about Saturday Night Live. I would only ask him about Keenan and Kel and all that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he write on there or no? I could not tell you. Uh, I'm sure one of the other com- comedian people probably could, but I don't. I don't know. I think he does write for SNL now, but I don't. I, don't I mean, know. I'm sure he probably had ideas that they yeah, used. Yeah, probably would have said like, "Oh, this is something we can do," and they'd be like, "Yeah, okay." I'm sure that they had like a lot of like improv stuff for like. They, they for sure did, yeah. Just like fucking around to try to come up with ideas. Yeah. yeah. Well, like a lot of the Good Burger sketches between him and Kel, like they were just trying to make each other break. So. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. It is ten nineteen. Do we want to do and sleep with Mary Kill? Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I wanted to change it up a little bit. She wants to expand yeah. the audience. Get that family friendly market. Sure, yeah. let's do a fuck Mary Kill, but then let's end this shit. So For it's sure. not too long. <laughs> right. All right. Oh, do I have to come up with them? Do you, no, I think do you have a Clint, topic? I think Clint should. Um, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, go. I don't know what any of these people look like. <laughs> a bunch of old dead Greek dudes. All right. None of them, because they all have tiny penises. Mm-hmm. They're all dead. And they're all old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the correct answer is uh, you marry Aristotle because he was the best one. You kill Socrates because that happened anyway, and you fuck Plato. All right. Wait, who did who did I marry? Aristotle. Aristotle, because he he's the best one. Yeah, he was the last of the bunch, and he invented virtue ethics, which is one of the only branches of ethics that people still give a shit about today. Okay. I think I'd marry Plato. Why? Didn't he write Homer? What's what's that? Uh. I think Homer was a different dude. Mm-hmm. You don't know? I wasn't there, Stacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. I think it is someone else. Yeah, because Homer wrote the Odyssey and the Iliad. Yeah. It was right. Ulysses S. Grant that wrote the Homer. Yes, it was U- Ulysses S. Grant, the <laughs> uh, Civil War general and president of the United States, up until recently considered the m- most corrupt administration. Was it really? Up until Trump, yeah. Wow. Because Grant didn't like hire politicians. He just hired his friends. And Grant himself was considered a very good, honorable dude, but like he was, he was a, a drunk. He was a hopeless drunk. So like yeah. he didn't stop anybody from doing anything. Wow. Uh, here I thought it was Andrew Jackson this whole time. Well, Andrew Jackson famously balanced the but like balanced the budget and fought the central bank, but he sure did hate Native Americans. Yeah, he was not a fan. Who? Andrew Jackson. Did, wasn't he in oh. the War of 1812? And that's why he hated him so much? Yeah, I believe. Like, I think he was all through all that, but yeah, so. Yeah, because I think the Trail of Tears was kind of his design. That was exactly his design. Yeah, not a super swell dude. I got in an argument with somebody once, and like, I was like, "Why yeah. is he on his twenty dollar bill and Abraham Lincoln's on our five? Well, you got more fives than you do twenties typically. 
Yeah, okay, but... I also don't think there was, like, a super scientific process of it. I think they were like, well, this is a president who people during this time frame like, and, like, probably not, a, like, a super bright spot in American racial terms when they were figuring out who to put on the money. They should probably put someone else on the $20 bill. Like, you remember how they were talking about putting Harry Tubman and, yeah. you know, different, like, um, American fandom like people who actually did something good yeah <laughs> i don't even think you need to get people who did something good just like maybe not presidents like make something cool get like wyatt earp on there get the Wright <laughs> brothers on there yeah that'd be that'd be a good one yeah the Wright brothers oh yeah um take nataro yeah yeah exactly there you go. yeah she could be the five dollar bill right Mm-hmm. If they're gonna put me on a dollar bill, I want to be a ten. I don't want to be the two. You want to be the two? You the two be, dollar bill. You'd make a good two. Mm-hmm. Like not many people at me, and when they are like, "Who's this guy? Who's on the two now?" I could not tell you. You know what? I'm gonna answer this question for us right at this moment, and which, I will look up a different fuck Mary kill. Which type of money would I be on if I was on money? If it were me, the six, the six dollar bill. Jefferson. Jefferson's on the $2 bill, which makes sense. Oh, did you actually look at money? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I thought you were going to look it up on the internet. No, no. I have a, a $2 bill. Is that where you keep it? It's not mine. Yeah, I would love it for that to be mine, but it's not. Whose is it? Is it Dean's? Is it Baby Dean's? <laughs> no, he's not two yet. He can't have it. But maybe once he turns okay. two. Whose is it then? Is it Brandon's? It's Brandon's. The other person who lives here. Okay. Did you find one? All right. We're going to do Edward Cullen, Dracula, and Blade. Who's Blade? Why are we putting Edward Cullen in this? So you have an easy solution for one of them. What is Blade? Oh, my God, Stacey. I need... Of all of the pop culture things you don't understand, Blade is the one that I need you to know about. Uh, Wesley Snipes is a half vampire uh, who so hates the vampires that he will kill. He hunts them uh, and kills them. He's got a sweet ass sword and a badass trench coat, and he's Wesley Snipes, so he just always looks super cool. Is he a vampire? He's half vampire. Oh, half vampire. He's the Daywalker because he has all their strengths and none of their weaknesses. Marvel? Yeah. It was one of the. It was actually the first Marvel movie, wasn't it? Mm hmm. The first that mm. like actually saw a theatrical release because there was like there's like a shitty Fantastic Four movie that never got released. You can only find it in Comic Cons. There's like the made for TV Captain America movie where he's got a helmet that's got ears attached and shit. Yeah, I All right, I'm gonna Not marry. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just answering now. I'm gonna marry Edward Cullen. Shame. Um, because you know he's he's really in it for the commitment and he's a really sweet person. Uh, I'm gonna fuck Dracula because apparently that's what he be out there doing. Um, and then also I'm gonna kill uh Blade. As if you could. He's just he's just not good looking to me. <laughs> so I guess there's no accounting for taste. Can uh, I answer now? Yeah, you can answer now. I'm gonna pick the easy ones. Okay. First off, marrying Blade. Mm. Mm-hmm. Correct choice. I mean, I'm gonna be able to go out in daylight with him. 
Oh, he can go out in daylight. He's a day, He's walker. The day walker. Well, you know what? So can Edward Cullen. If if everyone would just like not be so worried about the fact that he sparkles the wild thing, a lot of people are going to ask me if he's been at a strip club i'm not okay with that the wild thing about twilight I mean, vampires really gay, so. like everybody talks shit about them but like twilight vampires are pretty op like yeah they got some cool shit going like, on like they're harder to kill than a regular vampire yeah they're not gonna die in the sunlight well i mean like you gotta take their head off don't you to actually kill one i think you're right yeah yeah so like mm. that's some durability feats right there yeah Anyway, uh, as you were, uh, sorry, marrying no, Blade, now correct I'm, choice. I'm I'm wondering what I'm doing with my life now. <laughs> the Daywalker. No, I'm still marrying him because, like, first off, he's gonna protect me because he hates other vampires, and I can go out in the sun with him and not have to worry about anything, and like. I don't have to worry about him lusting over me because he doesn't need my blood to survive. Yeah, he's got a special serum that makes it so he doesn't have to. Right. So that's a marriage idea. Um, Sleeping with. Having sex with. Fucking. Coitus. <laughs> Intercourse. <laughs> Going down to Pound Town. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with, uh, well, I, I, it really depends on what's going on. So if I am at home and both of these vampires are in my area, I'm probably going to have sex with Dracula because he's such a gentleman wanting to come into my home. He's asking oh. to come in. That's a fair point. So, I, you know, I am... Uh, just kind of, I am weak for uh, chivalry, so I'll go with that. And I'm, I'm gonna kill a Cullen because fuck Twilight, it ruined my life. Fuck that. That's fine. Um, but I just wanted to bring something up. It, are the the vampires in Twilight? Uh, do they not have to ask to enter places? I don't think so. Wow, man, that, that's a very because the asking to enter thing is like a very old world like. It's like a European fairy tradition thing. Because mm. like in a lot of the stuff we know about, a lot of the lore we know about vampires today is just shit that Bram Stoker made up when he wrote Dracula. Because like actual mythic vampires in Europe were not sexy. Like they're kind of gross looking. Like Nosferatu. Nosferatu uh, was made because they couldn't get the copyright to make a Dracula movie. Mm. And that's also the movie that gave us the vampires die in sunlight thing. Mm. Before the 1920s, you didn't have that. Vampires just died after like a couple months. But Aren't they supposed to live forever? That's another Dracula thing. Mm. That might have actually been Carmela, which actually came first. But yeah, it's a... Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a fey lore thing is why they do the vampires have to ask permission Although in the book, what Dracula did was he just uh, bit a guy and drove him crazy and then had that guy invite him into a place, uh, Renfield. They're making another movie about that, too. Mm. Nice. Who's making it? I don't know, but I remember seeing the uh, poster and I was like, oh, those are famous people. Like, I actually recognize them. I could not tell you who they are right now, though. Because the... 
Bram Stoker's Dracula was uh, directed by Francis Cornucopia. Yes. And that's actually, of all the Dracula film adaptations, that's none of them are quite accurate because there's a lot of bullshit in that book that kind of just wrap it up. But that's one of the only times that they have a Quincy Morris, who's the character in the book who actually kills Dracula in it. Right. And he does not do that in the movie. So who are you going to fuck, marry, and kill? Well, obviously I'm marrying Blade because he could make me feel very protected and safe and we could have cool badass trench coats together. That's Uh, adorable. Obviously. I forgot about the trench coat idea. Yeah. Yeah, You got to have a matching trench coat. Yeah. I mean, like, you've seen the way I dress. We're very similar. We both like swords, and we both don't like getting killed by vampires, so uh, I guess I would fuck Edward Cullen because uh, in the early parts of Dracula, he just looks like a goofy old man, so, uh, and if I'm going to go gay for somebody, they got to have abs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's mine, and kill Dracula. He'll come back. He'll be fine. Nice. Good, good answer. Yeah, Dracula. He does. He does come back. Even Buffy, he did. Yeah, I, that's how. That's how I learned that. That's the only thing I know about Dracula <laughs> is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's a good episode. Yeah, it's very cute. And in the comic version of Buffy, that's like canonical sequels. He comes back and has kind of like a, a bromance with Xander. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So. uh I guess we'll go anti-clockwise. So, Stacy, what's your fuck, Mary kill? We're doing another one. I mean, we should all do one. Oh, we should all do one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Stacy, what's your fuck, Mary kill? <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Uh, Kate McKinnon, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler. Fuck that stuff. Um. I got an answer. All right, you go. I'm sleeping with Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. I'm marrying Tina Fey. Okay. I'm killing Amy Poehler. Ouch. I love Amy Poehler. I and she has a fuckable face, but <laughs> I it's mean? aggressive. <laughs> I I I don't think I could. <sighs> she's a really good character actor, and I I'm sure she's very intelligent, but I I just. I, I just there's nothing there for me. I don't find her like attractive. Mm-hmm. Same. So yeah. off you go. Mm-hmm. With Tina Fey, she's just incredibly intelligent. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you probably would want to go with Kate McKinnon in that case. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know if you can just, if you can handle that your whole life. Someone smarter than you. Yeah, that'd be annoying. Just after always a while. call up Alec Baldwin to give you some good zingers for from when they went on Thirty Rock. Oh yeah. And that gives you an excuse to talk to Alec Baldwin. You can ask him about the shadow. I could ask him about the shadow or the shooting. <laughs> Either or. I mean, yeah. It's a nice, easy segue. Like, when I you forgot were do- how I love that movie so much. It's I- so it's so underrated. Like, it is. The, ni- the, the mid-90s, like, we all think about the MCU and the X-Men movies and Spider-Man. But like, the mid-90s was a goldmine for just... You know, kind of tear a bad but awesome comic book movies. Because you had The Shadow, The Rocketeer, The Phantom, The Mask. Yeah. Well, it was just a creative time. Like, there's not... Every movie that's made today, it's... Can we sell it? Yeah. So it's just going to be like a comic book movie 
or it's going to be a flashback to some other shitty movie that was made like in the 50s that made some sort of cult following. So like in the 90s, you could be creative and it's going to sell. If it's not going to sell, because home video was around. If it's not going to sell in theaters, it's going to sell in uh, Blockbuster, you know? So yeah, you definitely had the shadow. You had the phantom. What was the one where he um, had a wrap around his face? Dark Man. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great movie too. That got made because Sam Raimi couldn't get the rights to The Shadow. Oh, who directed The Shadow? Uh, I could not tell you. Uh, I just remember Alec Baldwin is fantastic in that movie. He was. Like, it was like one of my favorite movies of Alec Baldwin. Go ahead. Yeah, I got, because I started reading like a bunch of Shadow comics and stuff, and I was like, how would I make a Shadow movie? And then I went back and I rewatched it, and I was like, they already made the perfect Shadow movie, there's nothing to do now. Definitely. Yeah, that scene where he's in the tank is probably one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Like in all movies. Yeah. All all comic book movies. Um What were we talking about? Fuck Mary Kill. Uh I will um <clears throat> I'm also gonna kill Amy Puller. I'm gonna fuck Tina Fey. But I'm gonna marry Kate McKinnon. I'll probably fuck Kate McKinnon because she is uh not to sound chauvinist here, but she is the hottest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to marry Tina Fey so I could be friends with Alec Baldwin. And I guess I'm going to kill Amy Poehler because she can't give me access to Alec Baldwin. And as much as I love Parks and Rec, I uh, don't love it as much as I love 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. I think we need to end the podcast, you guys. I agree. I mean, <laughs> I could come up with one, but that was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you. I can't top that. So I am also tired and... That's fair. Yeah, I just kind of want to leave That's now. That's fair. We've been so. talking for like two and a half, three hours. So. Yeah. It's too long. So how can people find you, Clint? Uh, I am on Facebook, Clint Spar, uh, S-P-A-H-R. You can also like uh, the Facebook page for Cryptic Initials, spelled like both of those words are spelled. Uh, Instagram, I'm at RekkaWizard, R-E-K-A Wizard, all one word. Also on TikTok, same thing as the Instagram. Uh, we might eventually have a website. By then, I'm sure one of us will have been back on. Uh, or not. You never know. We're kind of kind of not really great at keeping on task. But, yeah, the, you can look at my books on Amazon. Fever Dreams and Ugly Things is the short story collection which we are eventually going to take down, and I'm going to put up a different one that's going to reuse some of the stories. Uh, Haints of Harrisburg is my novel. It's about uh, weird, creepy shit happening in a small Kentucky town uh, because Harrisburg, Indiana already existed, and I didn't want that. Uh, yeah, I think that's the big hits, anyway. Nice. You've got quite a bit of a collection behind you there sir i you keep throwing shit at the wall eventually you'll uh develop some kind of following also i just like to be able to say that i did shit that's uh why i became an ordained minister uh if you <gasps> if you feel like getting married in the greater fort wayne area hit me up uh 100 bucks and i will sign the paperwork we're too poor stacy <laughs> if you make it funny enough i'll do it anyway uh, I love that we both had the same thought. <laughs> That's pretty adorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, why I dress like a fucking spaceman. Just you know, do cool shit because 
fuck it, you're only you're only on this rock for however many years. So Stacy, you have anything you want to promote? Um, we have merch now, apparently. We have merch now. Uh go to Where's My Store on Etsy. Um, you could also there'll be a link in the description. There's also a link in the description for every way you can get a hold of Clint. He seems busy, but honestly, he's open to any project. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, if you want to see me and Stacy perform, we're always at Summit on Wednesday, the open mic. Um, I also have an open mic on Tuesdays. Tuesdays at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in the Georgetown. Yeah. Where also Clint might perform. But we'll definitely be, mm-hmm. not this week, which, uh, as you listen to this, will be last week, but I got to hang out with my parents this week, so I won't be there this week. But by the time you're hearing this, I will be. So, yeah, come see us. Have a good time. Have a conversation. See how good we are at what we do, for sure. Hell yeah. It's a good time, regardless. We put on a good show. All right. Thank you for everybody. Bye.